Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Turn, give it to him, off the right side, pulled his way inside the two, down close to the goal line, touchdown Sealands Grove Seals. This is Seals game day, presented by Sunbury Motor Company, with Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Kia on routes 11 and 15 on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. And we'll have previews of other games airing from Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Now, from the stadium, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. In 52 matchups, Seals Grove leads the all-time series. 39 wins, 13 losses, and one tie. The Seals are looking for their first district title since 2017, while Jersey Shore is going for their sixth consecutive District 4 championship. Tonight, the Seals Grove Seals tried to take over the throne from the Bulldogs. Hello and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company with Ford Hyundai's in the North 4th Street, Alder Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. We'll hear from the coach in the booth, Steve Briggs, shortly. As they host this game for the first time since 2017, Jersey Shore is now playing the underdog card since Seals Grove is the top seed. Both teams are ranked in the top six in the state. So as I bring Steve into the conversation, when it comes to District 4, Class 4A, predicting that these two teams would be in the championship showdown probably was pretty easy for most teams. But this one's a little bit different. Both teams come to 10-0-1. They tied in Week 3. And, boy, these teams are very similar when we look on the defensive side. It's almost crazy how close they are, Pat. Jersey Shore, so, for example, tackles for loss. They're averaging 8.4 per, per game, which is phenomenal. Seals Grove, 8 per game. Takeaways. Jersey Shore, 40, 44 for a plus 21 margin, which is excellent. Seals Grove is 31 for a plus 25, which means they're holding on to the ball a little bit more so than Jersey Shore. Um, defensive TDs, Jersey Shore, 5. Seals Grove, 6. And they also have a safety. So... There's no question about it. This is, <laughs> it's as easy, even as it gets, it's going to be fun in every any every second of this game. Plus, throw into the fact that it's, you know, Seals Grove's a top seed. I don't think Jersey Shore felt they deserved the top seed because they tied. But the way it goes, I mean, I, I'm sure you may explain that in a little bit and, and why that all came through. But it's going to be fun, and they match up. Perfectly. Well, and in combination, both teams got 50-plus points a week ago while they held the team to less than 10. As Seals Grove beat Chickalim at 58-10, to 10, and Jersey Shore beat Milton 54-6. to 6. A week before that, in their final regular season game, let's keep adding to the similarities. Seals Grove beat Midwest 49 nothing, while Jersey Shore beat Central Mountain 60 Two nothing. Seals Grove under head coach Derek Kicks comes into his ninth year, 76 wins, 32 losses, and one tie. For Tom Gravis in his 13th year, he's gone over 100 wins. He's at 104 wins, 44 losses, and one tie. Now, Steve, throughout the season, we've stretched about containment. You've mentioned it. You've explained it. Teams have shown to to be able to do it to Seals Grove. This is a team in Jersey Shore that will try to expose the sidelines, go sideline to yeah. sideline. Seals Grove, as much of any team that they'll play all year, has to contain 
this Jersey Shore offense? That be that has to be the number one uh, point of emphasis as they stepped out onto the practice field this week. Uh, it has to be. And frankly, Pat, we're going to sit up here in the press box if we see that Jersey Shore is going to exploit that. It's going to be a long night for the Seals because that offense is designed, and real quick coach speak here for a second. Sure. What they want to do in an up-tempo offense is they want to go side to side as much as possible. So think about this. They're going to hand the ball off to a slot back or a back, maybe run some option, whatever, and go to the wide side of the field. They're going to come back wherever that ball carrier is tackled to get right on that hash mark and, and they want to snap the ball within six seconds. That's the goal. That's almost unheard of. But what does that do? When you play defense, you preach run to the ball. You want 11 hats to the ball. So if 11 Seals Grove kids are running across the field, they tackle the kid for a five-yard gain maybe, and I'm using a hypothetical here, They Jersey Shore will line right up on that hash mark and go back the other way. Now, Jersey Shore has two or three guys running that, Seals Grove has 11. So they cross the field again and then come back. That's how you tire them out. As the year goes on, it's not as much of a factor because the heat's not here. So tonight's a nice, cool night, and I'm sure the Seals practice for it. The good thing is we played them once this year. The Jersey Shore offense does not want to be in a long-down situation. That's a dumb statement, right, Mm -hmm. to say that? But when you're running up-tempo, they're going to run right to the line of scrimmage and, like I say, snap it in six, six seconds or less. That play is called either a double play in the huddle or a signal from the coach. When it's a long-down situation, second and long, third and long, now they've got to scheme it. They can't run that fast because that play may not be what is conducive to get the first down. You follow? Oh, absolutely. So Seals Grove defense should be focusing on let's stop them on this the early downs, force them in a long down situation, and that takes them out of that rhythm. That's what happened the second half, the first uh, week three against uh, Seals Grove Jersey Shore. As Jersey Shore did not score in the second half, it was a 21-14 halftime lead for Jersey Shore. Seals Grove would get the lone second half touchdown on a 23-yard touchdown run by Tucker Teeth, so it goes right along with what you're saying. And what the Seals Grove defense is going to have to contain, or, uh, contain but also right. deal with all night long. And one thing you add to that, you're saying about the running and getting to the sideline, they also will do it by the quick but pass. Absolutely. You were showing before on the air, the, the film showed that the receivers aren't going in deep patterns, but you saw where they're doing just a quick stop and turn around. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a stop route. It's a five-yard route because they want the defense. And they did it. I watched film all week, as, as did you. Um, the, if the defender, the corner, is playing off, you know, eight, nine, ten yards. They're going to run the stop play. Get that guy in space and try to make him miss a tackle and go for a big one. Um, that's they don't really stretch the field, but I will say what they saw Seals Grove do the last couple of weeks may force them to do that. And we're talking maybe a stop and go, a slant and go. They call it a sluggo, um, that type of thing. So, and this quarterback, I've been watching him in pregame. He can he can stretch the field. There's no question. They both have gotten extremely better. We watched the week three game. There were some adjustments going on. There were some things that both teams were trying to feel out. Loomis was getting the starting nod as the starting quarterback after sitting behind Brady Jordan the last couple years. He has gotten much better. And I tell you, Steve, one thing I noticed with 
with uh, Loomis is he is a presence. He is a good-sized kid. He's tall. He stands tall in the pocket, and he's not easy to deal with once he decides. And it's not a lot that he does when he decides to take off. He's good. He's, he's much improved. Frankly, he's a lot like uh, he reminds me of the kid we saw last week from Chickalimi, who I think is, is good and going to be a really good kid. He's big. He's strong. Uh, it's quick passing. They do a lot of the, the quick game to the wide side of the field, which is a little bit dangerous if you're doing it a lot because that's where teams could get a pick six. But um, there's no question he's improved, and I also think Mark Pastore's improved. And Mark Pastore, we've watched him all season long. As we think he's returned to old form, as we saw over the last two years, because in the last uh, weeks between 7 through 11, he has completed 34 passes on 51 attempts for 665 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one pick. So what do you think the game plan is for him to keep him comfortable in the pocket and be able to continue those numbers in a game, big game here tonight for Mark Pastore? Yeah, it, it comes down to what we've been saying the last four or five weeks. Jersey Shore is going to play eight, eight men in the box. It's eight man front, um, sometimes nine because the safeties will go, and they're going to play a loose man technique, sometime outside shade, outside leverage with the loose man without a safety or a safety on the other side of the field. They're giving them the slant. Mark has to see that. They've got to execute the quick game, um, and he has to know that somebody's going to be in his face. Uh, Jersey Shore likes to rush their edge guys, get them upfield, and jump high in the air. When we played like Coming years ago, they used to do that. And one of the things you can do is just pump and go or maybe hit the flare route because nobody covers that. Uh, but, I, you know, Seals will have something for them, but I think the key to the night is going to be Mark Pastore and, and him executing. In those weeks we talk about between 7 through 11, he has completed 60% of his passes, which has increased dramatically from when he, at one point he was under 43%. In week three versus Jersey Shore, he had 133 yards pass and one touchdown. He averaged 12.1 yards of completion. And the one touchdown pass he threw, and exactly what you were talking about, hitting that slant, he was able to hit Gavin Bastion for the 44-yard touchdown run, and that was on a slant. And Bastion used his athletic ability, got away from one defender, took it in for the score. He could have a huge night. I don't think Jersey Shore is going to change. Um, I know that uh, they work, Seals have worked on that all week. Um, it's, it's going to be exciting because... Jersey Shore says, we do this, we've been successful doing this, stop us. And they're also going to say, Teets is the main weapon for the Seals Grove offense. We're going to try to put bodies in front of him and stop him and let Pastore beat us. And and that's why I say it. I think I really believe this. I knew it last week. And um, it's going to be Mark being able to execute the offense. Well, we'll talk a lot more about the Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs during our pregame show. Also hear from the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Greg Wetzel covering the Lewisburg Green Dragons as they've moved uh, another round in the uh, district playoffs. We'll hear from head coach Derek Kicks as he sat down with Zach Showers, get his perspective leading into this big one. It's the District 4-4A title game here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. 
Keep it simple and keep your business moving with an account from Nori Bank that fits your unique business needs. Earn interest on your business accounts with a bank that is interested in your business. Let Nori Bank's business accounts make banking easier for you. For more information, visit noribank.com slash business or call us at 888-877-6623. Since 1903, the Northumberland National Bank has been helping customers in the Susquehanna Valley manage money. The right people, the right solutions, the right bank. Member FDIC. There's nothing so frustrating as when you're all set to go out and then this happens. Not to worry. Spigs Battery and Repair on Route 522 Sealands Grove has you covered. Spigs Battery and Repair, formerly Willard's Battery Outlet, will test your current battery to make sure it's running at peak performance before that happens. And they'll be happy to install your new battery, too. So don't get stuck with this. See Spigs Battery and Repair on Route 522 Sealands Grove. They're family-owned and can't wait to meet you. Call 570-743-5383, email them at spigsbattery at gmail.com, and like them on Facebook. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders, anyone can be injured on the job unable to function properly it affects your work and everyday life coach soccer carry groceries carry your child no one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the workplace injury institute at shimokin dam health center call 743-4333 shimokin dam health center designed with you in mind Reagan the Seabings when purchasing a certified pre-owned Subaru from WNL. We have over 100 certified Subarus on our lot with reduced pricing and $1,000 off your Subaru certified pre-owned purchase. In honor of Veterans Day this month, WNL will donate $50 per used vehicle sold to the Vet Center of Williamsport. Support our heroes today off Route 11 in Northumberland and online at WNLSubaru.com. $1,000 off MSRP in addition to dealer discounts. Example VIN J302-6519. 2018 Subaru Legacy Limited. WNL price $22,744 minus $1,000 equals $21,744. Offer ends 12-4-23. VW Contracting in Winfield has been beautifying the Susquehanna Valley for years. You need a kitchen or a bathroom remodeled? Maybe you have some plumbing issues, electrical work, even siding and roofing. VW Contracting in Winfield is ready to help you with your home improvement. They always aim to please because word of mouth is powerful. VW Contracting is only happy when you're happy. That's VW Contracting in Winfield. Be sure to visit them on Facebook. This is Seals Game Day, presented by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. Since week three, both teams are 8-0. Seals Group has outscored their opponents 398-66. Jersey Shore has outscored its opponents 425-66. Montoursville gave both teams their most difficult game in that stretch. Again, both teams coming in at 10-0-1. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company. Here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Both teams going through their pre-game warm-ups. Jersey Shore in their orange helmet, white shirts, and orange pants. Seals Grove in their gray uniforms with their white helmet. See, before we get more into football, I do want to continue to express our thoughts and prayers uh, as I speak for the entire broadcast team here. For Max Angle's family, his team, and the community, the Jersey Shore community, uh, as we continue to extend our thoughts and our prayers for the loss of Max Angle. So I'd like to just uh, make sure that we're acknowledging that. We're, we're parents. Uh, I'm a teenage parent. You have older older kids. Zach has kids. We all do. It, it It touched all of us. So, again, I just want to make sure that I'm acknowledging the fact that it's still in our hearts and we're sending our thoughts and prayers to Max Engel's family, Jersey Shore team, and the entire Jersey Shore community. 
Welcome back again to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbear Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Taking a look at some of the numbers here. We talked about Tucker Teets and what Jersey Shore will attempt to do against Tucker Teets. Tucker was just one yard off for going over 100 yards last week against Chick Columbia. It was only the second time all season where Tucker was held to less than 100 yards. Now we're looking at the record watch for Tucker Teets, 3,368 yards. That's fifth all time. He's 201 yards from the number four spot behind Mike Finalstock. 46 rushing touchdowns, that's third all time. One from second place, which would be t- overtaking Javon Bats, and two from taking over Justin Lauver, who is number one with four with uh, rushing touchdowns in a career. 8.3 yards per carry for Tucker Teets at second all-time. 49 total touchdowns makes him fourth all-time, and 294 total points scored for Tucker Teets, which also makes him fourth all-time. Now for the season. Tucker Teeth comes in 126 carries, 46 carries from being in the top 20, 1,668 yards, 163 yards from first. Then he would be catching Javon Betts back in 2015. 27 rush ta- rushing touchdowns for Tucker Teeth. That's number one in single season, along with 13.2 yards a carry, 33 total touchdowns, and 198 total points scored. So, Jersey Shore has their eye on Tucker Teeth, but the flip side of that from a ego standpoint is that is our bread and butter, too. we got to be able to run the ball. We can't just rely on the passing game. We have, and we talked about the weapon in our kicker, we got a weapon in Tucker Teets who's just had an incredible year, incredible career. So he's another guy that I'm sure they're not going to back away from giving him oh, the rocket give opportunities no, here tonight. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. One of the numbers you said there was, I guess, 46 carries to be. Boy, I'd love to see him have 46 carries tonight because that means they're winning. If he's getting the ball that much and... They don't have to. They can run the ball versus throwing the ball to shorten the game. That's a big thing. So we'll see. And I'm sure, knowing Tucker and his family, his dad, I don't think. I think those are neat things, but they erase them all to have a win tonight. You and, won't. and and there's no question about that. And one thing you talk about in the style for Jersey Shore, you mentioned in our first segment about they push the ends up. The ends are going to get involved in trying to block the, the passes. But also, Tucker Teets, a lot of his long runs have been into the line of scrimmage and then then bounced to the outside. And that's something that he hasn't been able to do or didn't do against his Jersey Shore team. His lone touchdown run that he had from scrimmage was a 23-yarder where he broke between the tackles. So that's something that they will take away from him, and and you're going to have to be able to do something between tackles. Yeah, and and I do think uh, Tucker does a very good job of getting to the second level. Um, if, If he can... Once again, if they're going to play eight, nine people in the box, they have to play man coverage. If they're playing man coverage, there's no run support. So if Tucker can break that, he's going to have some green turf to run run with. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see how they're playing them. Uh, in all honesty, I don't think it's going to change. Um, watching these guys on film, they're the same week one as they were last week against Milton. So we'll see. Looking at receiving threats, a week ago, Andrew Sassman caught a career high, 117 yards receiving, almost the most of Seals' player this year. His 83-yard reception last week was the longest reception of the season. Last time a tight end eclipsed 100 yards was when Wyatt Metzger caught three passes for 114 yards against Chickalimi in 2019. 
Gavin Bastian has caught a pass in every game this season. Caleb Hicks has caught 16 passes, but four of them have gone for a touchdown. He had one a week ago when he ran the slant, similar to what he did against Chickalimi the first time they played them. So, again, the passing game, the threats, seeing the tight end get involved in that, too. And it's something you talked about, Steve, when you see all these guys creep up and you say it all the time about no tight ends, tight ends are coming up, you have that, you know, man, the tight end right there is an opportunity to give it a little juke like you're blocking and just take off, and Sassman turned it into a big play. That's right, and and we kind of, that was kind of a call we made up here, just just Zoom call. <laughs> I, I mean, they, nobody was covering them. Throw the tight end down the seam, it's touchdown, bang. So, um, I, they, you know, both teams are very well coached. That's something that yeah, you know, it's quite evident here tonight, and um, it's going to be really fun to watch, fun to be part of it up here. But this is a lifetime of memories for these kids, and and what what an evening! And what, what hats off to both programs and communities. It's really cool. You talk about both these coaches and these teams being well coached. Tom Gravis, obviously, with Jersey Shore. Derek Hicks with Seals Grove, and their nine seasons of matchups. When you look at what both these teams have done over the years, Tom Gravish, 87 wins, 26 losses, and one tie. That's winning percentage of 76%. He's averaged 9.7 wins a season in the last nine years. He's had four double-digit win season for Derek Hicks. 76 and 32 and that one tie that's a 70 percent winning percentage he's averaged 8.4 wins a season and three double digit win season for these two teams this is the top of what district four has to offer between these two coaches absolutely absolutely and i i remember coach gravish when he was out at belfont then he went to williamsport uh we we recruited their guys uh, i i have never recruited any Jersey Shore guys because I, again I was out of that at that point. Uh, but I know I know Coach Perk does, and uh, it's a great program. We'll keep an eye, or we'll continue to talk, obviously, about both these teams as we're building up. Again, they're going to the pregame warm-ups here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs bringing you the Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company. Well, it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons and what a challenge they have. They have to travel to take on the Danville Ironman. The game can be heard on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. It's the second round of the District 4 Class 3A Championships, and the Green Dragons are taking on the Danville Ironman at Danville High School. Last week, Lewisburg defeated Montoursville by a score of 29-15 in what might have been their most complete game of the year. Jeremiah Davis rushed for 100 yards and one touchdown, and Derek Ashey completed 14 of 19 passes for 200 yards and three touchdowns. One of those touchdown passes was an 87-yard pass to freshman Jalen Walker. Danville beat Athens last week and comes into the playoffs with their offense clicking. It is led by junior quarterback Madden Patrick and senior wide receiver Aaron Johnson. Madden has thrown 41 touchdown passes this season, and Johnson has been on the receiving end of 23 of those. Both players could set District 4 records in this game with two touchdown passes. Lewisburg lost to Danville by a score of 35-3 earlier this year and will have to play their best game of the year to stay in this contest. Game time is 7 o'clock Friday night with a pregame show at 100.9 The Valley and WVOI.com. I am Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. 
maybe you're recently retired or looking to make good money that fits your schedule. Consider being a driver for Weichel Bussing. Not only are you the first hello to start a child and parents day, but you're the one making sure your community is safe and growing forward. Family oriented and woman owned, Weichel is hiring local school bus and charter service for Sealands Grove, Midwest and Lewisburg school districts for regular routes, substitute bus run and or field trips. Interested? Call PJ at Weichel Bussing, 570-374-5280, extension 1. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors, and it's our Black Friday sales event all month long, and we're doing it big. We're closing out all the 2023 inventory with huge Black Friday discounts all month long. Troy, we're discounting new 23 compasses up to $5,500, and we're discounting 2023 gliders up to $9,500. And if you're looking for a Grand Cherokee, we have a great selection, and we have them all discounted up to $5,500. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sunbury, and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. The next time you're looking for a great place for a great meal with family and friends, stop in the place with roots that go back over 100 years, the America's Hose Company in Sunbury. Their social club serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you'll be supporting this volunteer fire department who's always on call no matter what the emergency may be. They also provide ambulance service, too. Before you go, check their Facebook page for daily and weekly specials. The America's Hose Company, 100 Linden Street in Sunbury. Visit them for food and fun so they can be there for you in times of need. Aubrey Alexander Toyota, home of the lowest price guaranteed or we'll pay you $1,000. We have over 150 new Toyotas on the lot or in the pipeline with rates as low as 3.99%. When you buy any new Toyota from us, you get free lifetime state inspection. We offer free pickup and delivery up to 60 miles with every service appointment and we'll even wash your vehicle for free. We also offer free shuttle service and same-day appointments for service customers. Save time and save money at Aubrey Alexander Toyota in Sealands Grove. This is Seals Game Day, presented by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. Three juniors continue to make big splash plays for the Seals Grove defense, led by Ethan Miller. Ethan comes in and leads the team with 93 tackles, including 16 tackles for loss. Junior Devin Mitchell, fifth on the team with 52 tackles, including 13 tackles for loss and seven sacks. He had at least one tackle for loss in every game since Jersey Shore in week three. And the junior, Jared Bullington. Jared Bullington, sixth on the team with 44 tackles, 10 of which have been for a loss. He led the team with nine tackles, three for a loss versus Chickalimi a week ago. This Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Take a look at both teams and how they've gotten to this point. First, for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, they started with a 68-13 win over Pottsville. Then they beat Lewisburg, shut them out 53-0. Then the Week 3 matchup against the Seals ended at a 21-21 tie. And then they beat Chickalimi 61-12. They were at Mifflinburg and won that 57-6. Then they traveled to take on Executor Academy. Education Academy beat them 48-14 before traveling to Shemokin and beat them 42-7. And then their fourth road game in a row, they beat Montoursville 38-21. Then they had to travel to take on Brashear, beat them 63-0 before beating Central Mountain 62-0. And Jersey Shore won a week ago, beating Milton 54-6. Again, they come in at 10-0-1. For Seals Grove, also 10-0-1. They started the season with a win over Delval, 28-21. Traveled to Juniata and won 38-8. And then the week three matchup, the tie against Shore. 
And then they had back-to-back road games. They won 42-7 over Shemokin before beating Schick 54-14. And then they returned home and scored 63 points in the first half and beat Mifflinburg 63-7. Before traveling to Central Mountain, they won that one 49-14. Returned home for back-to-back games, so they beat Holidaysburg 48-7. They beat Montoursville 35-7. And to wrap up the regular season, they traveled to Midwest and won that one 49-0. Again, a week ago, they beat Chickalimi to open up the District 4 4A playoffs 58-10. We're going to be hearing from Coach Derek Hicks here shortly. Looking at some numbers on the offensive side for Jersey Shore, averaging 51.7 points per game, putting up 486 yards per game, 72 touchdowns. They balance it out with 176 yards passing, 14 touchdowns, 310 yards rushing, 58 touchdowns. They do have 14 offensive fumbles on the season, and they have thrown nine interceptions. For Seals Grove, averaging 44 points per game, Putting up 371 yards per game with 60 touchdowns. They balance it out with 115 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and 256 yards rushing on 45 touchdowns. Seals Grove's fumbled ball twice all year, and Pastore has thrown four interceptions. A week ago, Seals Grove had some early penalties. They're averaging 4.5 penalties for 33.7 yards on the season. Be a big part of what happens here tonight as Seals Grove's been very good, not only on penalties, but also in turnovers, and they'll also in field possession as well. I think a big part of this tonight, Steve, is going to be, and you, I saw some media stuff about a close game, it's going to come down to special teams. We've been talking all year long about our weapon in Carter Young. I'm sitting back here now, and I always try to throw out maybe a little bit of a hot take, but I think somewhere, somehow, we know what he can do from a punting standpoint and kickoff, but this could come down to a field goal, and he's, he's a better weapon than what they have on the other side with her. Based on what I've seen Jersey Shore do, um, they don't kick off very well. Uh, they, they're using two punters on the season. Um, I think their kicker is a defensive tackle. I think it's Point being is, I think there's where the edge goes, if anything, to Seals Grove. Um, and I'm not diminishing offense or defense, but there's no question that, I mean, the first game, uh, Carter flipped the field twice. That really affected the offense for Jersey Shore. And talk about Carter Young, the senior kicker, punter for Seals Grove. 62 for 66 on PATs. Field goals 2 for 8, his long of 42 yards, all the way back in the Juniata game. Did have one a week ago against the Chickalemi Braves. He's averaging over 40 yards a punt. And kickoff, George, he has 25 touchbacks for Jersey Shore Bulldogs' Brody Herr. 56 for 67 on PATs. Field goals just two for three, his long of 25. And the punting chores, as like you mentioned, the two-headed punting chores, 33.7 yards a punt, and the kickoff, just 11 touchbacks. And something we talked about before we went on the air, three of us were talking about how Jersey Shore handles their kickoffs and with Tucker Teets. One thing we've seen is Herr doesn't always get a lot of foot behind his right. kickoffs, and they come up short. Seals Grove's been willing to catch the ball, turn around, and pitch it back to Teets. Yeah, and Jersey Shore plays on grass. That's completely different than kicking off this. Now, everybody they play in District 4, I think, minus maybe one, has turf. So 
you give the edge there. Um, I think they use that grass as a kind of a weapon, so to speak, when they are up at um, Thompson Street Field. That you know that might benefit them, but it's not going to happen here. It's very much a true bounce uh, off the turf. Be curious to how they handle that on the kickoffs for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with the weapon of Tucker Teets back waiting for the opportunity to get his touches again. But on the other side, and we talk about it all year, Carter Young with his touchbacks, put Jersey Shore to 20, make them have to go 80 yards. They do have a tendency to have penalties, get them in those situations where they need a lot of plays and maybe ended up hurting themselves with some penalties. As you mentioned, the way they try to run their offense, yeah, they can't have it second and 15 and further. They like to keep ahead of the chains. So with all those factors, again, the kicking team, the kicking game is going to be huge here tonight. It sure is. There's no question. and um, It's a big part of the game. The kicking game sets up the offense and the defense. So um, having, having an edge there... I think does favor Seelands Grove, and it could come down to that. Well, I like what you've said in the three years we've been covering. Every possession end with a kick. It's okay to end with a kick. Hopefully it's an extra point kick, field goal, but even if you have to punt it, especially when you have Carter Young, like you said, with the opportunity to flip the field. We'll talk more about the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Seals Grove Seals as we get ready for the top of the hour. Get this one underway. This is the District 4-4-8 title game between these two teams. Very familiar teams and good coaching between the two. Expecting a lot here tonight with the winner advancing to the state playoffs. We're going to hear from Coach Derek Kicks. He sat down with Zach Showers, get his perspective on the week's leading up to today's game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, all that and more as we continue with Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Are you built for business? We are at Lackawanna College in Sunbury, and we can help you build a foundation for a successful career in business. Lackawanna College offers both associate and bachelor's degree programs, so you can go as far as you want to go. Take the first step. Explore our business programs at Lackawanna.edu and see what we mean when we say we're built for business. This is life-changing. This is Lackawanna College. Visit Lackawanna.edu today. Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. I'm in a quick lane right now with Logan Banner. And Logan, we know the word here, quick, does mean quick. Yes, Scott, here at the quick lane at Seals Grove Ford, we can either get you in today or even the next day. You're not going to be waiting two, three weeks to get that same day appointment in. One place, Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. It's the quick lane. Go, go, go to Seals Grove Ford. High school football season is here. Cheer for the Seals with us at the Seals Grove Dairy Queen. There's no better place to celebrate. We have your favorite eats and treats from burgers to blizzards. And don't forget our ice cream cakes. Seals Grove DQ Grill and Chill for the win. Go Seals. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. 
This is Sealand's Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I'm Zach Showers and I'm here with Coach Hicks. Derek, for the eighth straight week, you were able to take care of business against a team you are favored to beat. What did you see from your guys last Saturday night? Uh, you know, we played well. I thought we started a little slow. We were flat, um, you know, not unexpected given the circumstance, um, you know, knowing what happened against Chickalemi the first time. But as a coaching staff, we, we tried some things. We were kind of playing around a little bit early on because uh, we wanted to try some things in the passing game uh, when we could before the game was out of hand. Uh, so that contributed to it as well. But you know, at the end of the day, the kids kind of rallied. Uh, you know, got got a nice lead by halftime, and uh, we played them through the third quarter, just knowing, you know, it's playoffs, and and we've got to have them ready to go. And then we're able to get some other guys in in the fourth quarter. So, you know, anytime you get a win, it's it's a successful game. A lot of a focus for opposing defenses has obviously been stopping Tucker Teets. Um, how important has it been for guys like Andrew Sassaman and the fullbacks especially to step up and be weapons in the offense? Um, you know, they have to be. Going forward, you know, I'm sure Jersey Shore is going to be, they're going to be all over Tucker. Uh, they were the first time. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to beat a team like Jersey Shore, who's going to key Tucker and have uh, have linebackers all over them, uh, you're going to need Gavin Bastion, Tucker Teets, Caleb, or excuse me, Andrew Sassman, uh, Caleb Hicks, uh, Miller, Bullington, one of those guys or several of those guys are going to have to make plays uh, knowing that, again, it's going to be a little tougher sledding for Tucker. We've talked a lot this year about the seniors, and rightfully so, but what has the junior trio of Mitchell, Bullington, and Miller really meant to this defense? Um, you know, they're leaders. Uh, it's we, We've got the beef package when we have uh, – Cam Smith at the D end and then Melhorn at nose guard. Uh, and then all of a sudden you bring in Mitchell and Bullington on the D line. Uh, and, and it's like, it's a thunder and lightning type thing. You know, those guys are quick as can be, uh, able to shoot gaps, get into the backfield. Uh, and then of course, Miller's just the, he's the constant at linebacker. You know, he's intense. Uh, I love, he's a coachable kid. You know, you tell him something and he's, he follows it. Uh, takes coaching very well, and uh, you know he's intense. You want to see a guy get downhill once he reads his keys. That's the guy to watch. So, you know those three guys. You know, like I said, Miller's on the field all the time. Mitchell and Bullington, when they're rotating in, they just they change the dynamic up front. So all three of those guys are huge for us. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. So the rematch everybody was looking for, players, coaches, fans, media, is finally here against Jersey Shore. Is this one of the most anticipated games that you've ever been a part of in your time as a coach or a player? Um, I think so, just because uh, the, the tie in week three and kind of everybody, like you said, especially in the media, kind of circled week 12 knowing that unless something really bizarre happened, we should be seeing, seeing that game over again. Um, so I, I think the hype's been there for, what, a couple months now uh, going through, and both teams did what they needed to do and were supposed to do, took care of business, and, uh, you know, here we are. How do you manage the nerves and that hype surrounding this game? Um, you know, it's honestly, I, the, the kids have been themselves all week. I haven't really 
uh, haven't really had to focus on that. You know, they they practice very very well. Uh, been a little more dialed in. Been crisp. Uh, and there there doesn't seem to be nerves now. You know, in the locker room before the game, that can change. And of course, we'll give a, a little pregame talk. Uh, get them hyped up. They'll do their thing. But yeah, you know, what I tell the kids is there's going to be a couple minutes of, of chaos at the beginning of the game. There always is. You know, teams are hyped up. The adrenaline's high. You, you survive that first few minutes, and all of a sudden, it's just a football game. You know, so they've got to manage their emotions, stay dialed in for that first couple minutes, and settle into the game, and then and then just play football. Both teams have had similar results since week three, like you mentioned. Um, where do you feel your team and Jersey Shore have each improved since that matchup nine weeks ago? Um, honestly, both teams in the passing game. You know, I think down the stretch, Mark for us has looked really, really good, made some nice reads, some nice throws. Um, and for them, you know, uh, their, their quarterback's gone over 300 a couple times, I believe. Uh, been, been throwing the ball. Dathan Tyson, number 23. Uh, has been a weapon, a wide receiver for him. So, yeah, first game, it was kind of like their running game, our running game, and the quarterbacks filled in a little bit. Yeah, I think this time you're going to see a little more passing because both, uh, both offenses have a little more potent passing attack. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Throughout the season, starting field position has been an area where your team has really excelled. How important is that aspect of the game, especially in a game like this with two pretty evenly matched teams? Oh, oh it's huge. I mean, starting you know when they have the ball, um, you know we did give up some big plays the first time. Something we showed on film, something we've talked about. Um, you know, and you need to make them drive the field, and and you want that field to be eighty yards, ninety yards. Um, you know, you don't want to give them a short field, so. You know, from a defensive standpoint, the, the more we can make them work, the, the better off we'll be. You have a little margin of error at that point. You know, they come out and have a 30 or 40-yard field. There's no margin for error at that point. Um, and same thing offensively. Their defense is aggressive. They get downhill. Uh, they limit big plays. So, you know, to, to string together an 80-yard drive against them is tough. Um, you know, and like I said, to pop a big play against them is tough. So... You know, ideally, we, we want to use the return game, get the ball to midfield, and, and set up that short field for our offense. Mark Pastore put together another solid game against Shiklimi, complementing the already strong run game. Is this a game where the passing attack is going to have to need, need to make plays in order to get the victory? Yeah, 100%. Like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I'll be shocked if they don't, th those linebackers are going to key Tucker, they're going to be all over him. Uh, you know, we've got to continue to try and run the ball with Miller, Bullington, with Tucker. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're going to need Mark to make some plays, some receivers to make some plays for Mark uh, if we want to come away with a win. Ultimately, and that leads to the last question here, what does your team need to do to bring a district championship back to Salem's Grove? Uh, you just play sound football. Uh, limit turnovers is a big thing. You know, again, the turnovers, given that short field that we talked about, uh, and defensively, we've got to do a better job of, of communicating and taking the big play away. You know, you look at the first game, they had really, first drive was two plays. Uh, a big pass that Gavin Bastion just just had the wrong angle on, otherwise it's a pick. Uh, and then we have a run where, again, we get some poor angles, we lose contain, 
and uh, they, they score two plays down the field, and that was that. So uh, limit the big plays, and offensively, we've just got to maintain drives, uh, try and keep their offense off the field. Derek, thank you for your time, and good luck against the Bulldogs. All right, absolutely. I appreciate it. This has been the Derek Hicks pregame show. We'll go back to the booth with more from Pat and Coach Briggs as part of Seals Game Day, brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company, Eagle 107, and Eagle107.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Every season comes with a list of to-dos. That's why Service First Federal Credit Union offers everyday equity. With this unique home equity line of credit, pay tuition, plan vacation, kickoff remodeling projects, and much more. Everyday equity provides easy access to funds, low monthly payments, and the flexibility to lock in Service First great low rates on up to two segments of your line. Controlling your budget and accomplishing your goals just got easier. Apply today. Visit serviceone.org. At Service First, we're friends you can bank on. Membership requirements and restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at blazealexanderford.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Hey, you know what I'm thinking? That it's time to go to Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm to pick out our tree. Do you write this on your calendar? Yeah, it's right here on my phone. Besides, I've been training for this trip up the hill all through the fall. Yeah, slow down or you'll have a different kind of trip. That'll be worth it when I find the perfect tree. Get your tree from Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road in Milton. Find us on Facebook or colesstonyhill.com. This is Seals Game Day, presented by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. Tucker Teets has just returned just 12 kicks this season, but is averaging 27.8 yards per kickoff return. Good for third in the record books for a single season. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs. Appreciate Zach sitting down with Coach Hicks, getting his perspective leading up to this one, and he hit all the final points of what they've been looking at all year. Very familiar opponent in the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Take care of the football and do the little things here. Make them have to use big field, and they will feel much better about their attack here tonight against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hey, before we go any further, tomorrow's Veterans Day, and I know as the broadcast team, there's no words to express how grateful we are to all the veterans. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for your sacrifice you've made so that we can enjoy this beautiful thing we call freedom. Thank you to all who served and continue to serve this amazing, complex country we all are fortunate to call home. Happy Veterans Day to all of you. 
We're here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field getting ready for the Seal and Scrub Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs number two as it's become throughout our time in covering the Seal and Scrub Seals. They tend to see the Jersey Shore Bulldogs twice and week 12 once again. Seal and Scrub coming in tonight 10-0-1 as well as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs also sitting at 10-0-1. Steve, we move into our stats for success on these two teams, and a lot of what we talked about will show up here. First, we talk about the drive starts. For the second straight week, the Seals' starting field position was the imposing uh, opposition territory, starting at an average of the Schick Olympi 45-yard line. On the other hand, Schick started on an average of their own 25-yard line. Week 3 versus Shore, Seals Grove average start 29-yard line, while Shore's average starting point was the 32-yard line. Explosive plays for the third straight week. The Seals won the explosive play battle, hitting six-run plays over 12 yards and three pass plays over 15 yards. Shiklimi hit five explosive plays. And for the season, Seals Grove has 41 more explosive plays than their opponents. In the Week 3 matchup against Jersey Shore, Seals Grove had four explosive plays, three through the air. Shore had seven, six on the ground. We'll stop, stop it right there because that's these two big teams have been relying on explosive plays. And we go back to something we've already talked about, Mark Pastore, and broken it, breaking it down about the slant and all that. The touchdown against Jersey Shore Week 3 was a slant yeah. to your leading receiver who made an athletic play to get away from defender and Gavin Bastion. Well, they, they did what an offense should do is, is take advantage of what they're giving you. And again, I, we said it in the pregame show earlier, Jersey Shore is not going to change, Pat. Well, they're going to, as Coach Hicks just said to Zach, they're, they're going to, we're going to see eight, nine people in the box. To do that, you've got to play man coverage. And how they they play man coverage is they want to stay over the top. To get, they've been giving outside leverage, and they did that against Milton last week. Same exact thing. So I don't think they change much. They may do some disguise type of thing. But, again, if that's the case, yeah, they're going to try to run it up in there because that's what they do, and it's uh, you know the, the percentage with Teats is there. But you've got to throw the football, and you've got to – throw the slant that they're giving it in like they did in the, in the first game, as you said. I think there's other things that they can do as well. I think using motion to find out if they're in man coverage, that type of thing. But key to tonight and any type, to, you know, from here on out, it's all championship level games. So you got to minimize mistakes. you got to play your game. And I think the Seals game is exactly what you said. And, you know, if we can take advantage of some of the things that Jersey Shore gives them and execute it, it's going to be a fun night. Another part of our stats, Steve's stats for success in the red zone. Seals have reached the red zone six times, scoring touchdowns on five of them and also hitting a field goal. Season on Seals on the season, 28 for 34. That's 82% scoring touchdowns. Opponents, 11 for 21. That's only 52% in scoring touchdowns. Again, we go back to week three, matchup versus Shore. Seals Grove, three touchdowns all came from outside the red zone. Shore was two for three in the red zone with two touchdowns and a turnover on downs. Third down conversion, Seals Grove, two for six versus Shickleton. Most coming in a backup Situation. Seals Grove on the season, offense 36 for 91. That's at 40%. Again, go back to week three versus Shore. Seals Grove was two for 14 at 14%. 
and their defense held Shore 9 for 20, but Shore was 0 for 9 in the second half. And kind of reflect back on the second half. It was a 21-14 halftime lead for Jersey Shore with the lone touchdown in the second half coming off that Tucker Teeth touchdown run. And, boy, the adjustments, good coaching. You talk about both these sides. Heck of a job in that second half. Seals was able to keep Jersey Shore scoreless in that second half and did it in a great way defensively, really shutting down all the things you talk about. They absolutely did. I think the linebackers had a big day. I think it's critical that the safeties have a big day and tackle well because these guys are going to go east and west. They're going to get the ball on the flank, and your safeties have to, you know, they have to fill the the uh, the force play and and turn that thing back and make the play. That's how you defend this this type of team. And the other thing they have to do is be ready to go. They can't be. You know, messing around, looking looking at the wristbands, that type of thing, because they're going to snap the ball and they're going to go on the other side of the field as just as quick as they just did. Again, let's try to get them in a long down situation. You still got to stop them, but I think that's going to change their 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 philosophy a little bit. And that's exactly what Seals Grove did the second half of Week Three. Look at the penalty situation. Seals Grove had a season-high 65 yard pen, 65 penalty yards a week ago. In week three against Jersey Shore, Seals Grove five penalties for 30 yards, while Jersey Shore had four penalties for 35 yards. Another big matchup in District 4. It's our Blaze Alexander Ford Built Ford Tough game of the week as Southern hosting the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. Southern Columbia trying to avenge a loss to the Red Tornadoes earlier in the season. And again, that's our Blaze Alexander Ford Built Ford Tough game of the week. Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to route. 45. We're going to look at starters when we come back. We continue with Seals game day. Both teams get ready to take the field. We get ready for the District 4-4A title game between Shore and the Seals. And it's all going to happen right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's to your advantage to shop for your next vehicle at Regester's in Thompson Town. The advantage is not just about selection, even though they typically have nearly 300 new and pre-owned vehicles all the time. And it's not just about price, even though Regester typically has the lowest bottom line you'll find. No, the big advantage for you is their service. Regester takes the most pride in the service they provide their customers. Free loaner cars, a pickup and delivery service when your car needs work, a free car wash when your vehicle is being serviced. Sure, it's nicer open 24-7 online at RegesterChevrolet.com, but why just look at pictures? Come to Regester Chevrolet on Main Street in Thompson Town. Nobody ever says, I really like my house hot and stuffy in the summer and cold and clammy in the winter. So if you're having these same problems, you can do something about it. Call Jet Residential Services, LLC, and Seals Grove at 570-898-4556, and you'll be climate happy in no time. They take your needs seriously with all your heating and cooling needs. Their pros are top-notch installing your new system efficiently. If your current heating or cooling systems are on the fritz, Jet Residential Services can help there, too, with their expert repairs. So be comfy with Jet Residential Services, LLC, Seals Grove. Call 570-898-4556 or find them on Facebook. Why is Bowen Agency Realtors at the top of their game? We have an in-house training coordinator, broker support, and fully staffed offices where our award-winning team gets the best training and access to education that provides the highest level of service. Christine Horton and Heidi Dunnigan bring their all-hustle, no-hassle service to the Susquehanna Valley along with the rest of the Bowen team. Huddle up with them and get ready to score your next real estate victory. Bowen Agency Realtors in Lewisburg, Sunburn, and Sealands Grove. Coming or going, trust the talent at Bowen. 
It's game time, and Buffalo Wild Wings has everything you need. Take out food for a watch party at home, or stop in and stay for that welcoming neighborhood atmosphere with front row seats for everyone. Watch your favorite game at B-Dubs, and you'll get in the spirit for sure. Buffalo Wild Wings in Salem's Grove, your go-to place for sports, fun, and great food. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for the kickoff of tonight's Seals game. Seals Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 is sponsored by Seals Grove Ford, Shemokin Dam Health Center, Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, Sunbury Motor Company, Tri-County Tag, Lackawanna College, Weichel Bussing, Northumberland National Bank, Spigs Battery and Repair, Wise Markets, Jet Residential, Sunbury Motor Company, Regester Chevrolet, Dairy Queen, America's Hose Company, Zimmerman Chrysler Dodge Deep and Ram Truck, Christine Horton and Melissa Lanuski, Bone Agency Realtors, Buffalo Wild Wings, and BW Contracting. Now from the stadium, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. In the week three matchup for the Seals Grove Seals, senior quarterback Mark Pastore threw for 133 yards, a touchdown, and a pick as he went 11 for 30 against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with a big pass to Gavin Bashan. Again, Pastore finished that game in his most yards against Jersey Shore in his four attempts in week 12 in 2022 was 17 for 30 for just 80 yards and going back to the first time he played Jersey Shore went 9 for 15 for 76 yards at a pick so again the most yardage he's had against Shore came in week 3 again when Pastore went 11 for 30 133 yards touchdown and one pick welcome back to Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 eagle107.com as I see the Jersey Shore Bulldogs to my left get ready to take the field and Seals Grove will be doing the same here very shortly take a look at the starting lineups on the offensive side first for the bulldogs quarterback jaron loomis he's a senior 6'3 225 pounds in the backfield tate seacrest the leading rusher senior six foot 195 pounds also eliza jordan just a junior at six foot 190 pounds a receiving core Tyson, senior, also six foot one ninety-two. Peyton Samar, six foot one eighty, and Ashton Sweely. He's a senior, six foot one hundred and seventy-two pounds. The tight end is Luke Thompson. Up front, Vanderoff, Seacrest, Delaney, Demar, and Larson. Larson's the center. He's a senior, six foot two hundred and twenty-five pounds. For the Seals Grove Seals on the offensive side, Mark Pastore, the senior, six foot one hundred and seventy-five pounds, went over a thousand yards passing on the season. Tucker Teets, the tailback, he's five ten, hundred ninety-five pounds. He's a senior. Fullbacks will either be Jared Bullington or Ethan Miller. Ethan Miller is a five ten, hundred eighty-nine pound junior. The receiving core: senior Caleb Hicks, junior Gavin Bastian, and up front the. Linemen who have been uh, in place all year long. We're knock on wood every time we say that. When you talk about Peters, Melhorn, Smith, Maneer, and T.J. Deal, the senior, 5'11", 230 pounds, and the tight end who led the team in receiving yards a week ago, and that's Andrew Sassman. And every time Andrew touches it, Steve, we say 
Something positive happens. Absolutely, both sides of the ball and the kicking game. And it certainly happened last week with the long pass play, 83-yard reception by the tight end, Andrew Sassman, the senior, 5'9", 180 pounds. On the defensive side for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, up front you'll see Tate Seacrest, Preston Beatty, Brody Herr, and also Slate Seacrest, along with the nose tackle, Caden. The linebackers, Peyton Samar and Bo Seacrest. The safeties, Eliza Jordan, Ashton Sweezy. The corners, Whitman and Snyder. Snyder's a junior, six foot, 183 pounds. For the Seals Grove Seals, they'll start up front with Colin Melhorn, 6'3", 307 pounds senior. And Camden Smith will be at one defensive tackle. He's a senior, along with Aiden Lewis, the senior, 6'1", 215 pounds. You'll see they'll change that pretty quickly as Derek talked in the interview. Well, they'll bring in Devin Mitchell, Jared Bullington to add speed to the ends for the Seals Grove defense. Linebackers led by Ethan Miller, the junior. Also Luke Smith, Tucker Teets, Andrew Sassaman, the defensive backs, Caleb Hicks and Wyatt Teets. We think there's a late change. Wyatt Teets not get the start. Might be Caleb Guy Pell. We'll check on that. And then the two safeties, Ryan Gavison and Gavin Bastion. We talked about the safeties, and you mentioned them, Steve. They creep up. Gavison's had a great year. Second in the team in tackles per game. He's had a tremendous season from that safety position as he rolls up and plays almost a linebacker position. Uh, they, they, they certainly do. And, again, when, when teams want to outflank you, go east and west, your your safeties have to be actually outside linebackers. And they got to do it from deep because if they're up on the line of scrimmage, you're just going to throw over the top of them. These guys have done well all year, and I think they've certainly practiced for what needs to be done tonight. Well, we wrap up Seals game day by sending it to you, Steve, and we talked about it, but put it all out there now. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? They've got to stay ahead of the chains offensively, and that means be balanced, throwing the football when need be, and certainly uh, running the football when they can. But I think the key is going to be defensively slowing down this offense, keeping them out of the end zone, of course, but keeping them in a long situation because that takes them out of their up-tempo fast because it's going to be incredible. I also think the referees have to have a good night tonight, Pat, because we're going to see times, we're going to be up here, and we're going to say the chains aren't even set or that backside guard is not set or whatever. And if they don't call it and they're getting away with it, like that happens against these type of offenses because the officials are out of position, okay? So, you know, and I'm not saying that to preempt something bad here. Officials know that when they're playing teams like this, and, and Seals Grove's on occasion has been, been known to go up-tempo. So it could be it could be that type of a night. Well, that wraps up Seals game day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hondas, Lincoln, and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia's routes 11-15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf, Tucker Teets, Mark Pastore, Caleb Hicks and Colin Melhorn, the captains for the Seals Grove Seals. And across the way, the Jersey Shore captains coming out as well for the Bulldogs. They'll meet at midfield as this is a traditional type captains meet. They already do the coin toss before this here. And what you said, Steve, during that you saw that Jersey Shore had won the toss? That's what it looked like because the official went to them first after the coin was tossed, but of course, I couldn't hear anything, so I don't know, speculating here. 
We'll get a call here because we've always talked about this all year long, about Seals Grove kicking it off first, kicking it out of the end zone, getting the defense on the field, and then getting great field position as the officials going to give us a heads-up here as the two teams. They Jersey, to take it. Yep, Jersey Shore will have the ball first. Seals Grove will go from right to left. While Jersey Shore will go left to right here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. As now the captains will make their way back to the sideline. Loomis, Seacrest, Samar, and also Tyson for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This is for the District 4 4A title game between the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Sealands Grove Seals. Seals trying to win this for the first time since 2017, while the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are looking to make it six in a row with the district title, and they will be getting the ball first. As Carter Young will come out and tee it up and getting this one underway. Beautiful night. The fans are filling it up on each side, Steve. It's heavily anticipated, statewide heavily anticipated. And this one ended up a 21-21 game back in week three. A lot of discussion about who it should have home field advantage. Well, it turns out it's Seals Grove home field advantage. And a big reason of that is because of their win against Del Val in week one. Del Val ends the season at 8-3 at their stand at 8-3 as they're vying for the District 2 championship. Right, right. And, you know, that, that's how you get better. Uh, and, unfortunately, for Jersey Shore, I mean, that's that's the rule. So, it came out that way, and um, here we are. And the cozy confines of the press box here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field in Sealands Grove. Again, Tucker or uh, Carter Young will tee this one up. Sealands Grove will look to get great coverage here, or if Tucker or Carter Young is able to kick this one out of the end zone. Looks like we have TV time here. Reporter down on the field, giving her last bit of information before we get this one underway. That's going to make for a long night if there's going to be TV timeouts, guys. But it is what it is. Hey, there may be TV coverage, but nobody's bringing you the exclusive coverage <laughs> of Sealands Grove. That's us, football. Then we are here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Watch all the TV you want, but turn down that volume and listen to Eagle 107 as we bring you the exclusive coverage of the hometown flavor of the Sealers Grove Seals, the District 4 4A title game, a packed house here at Sealers Grove is about to get underway as Carter Young approaches the tee and the ball is away. Return man at the two. To the 10, the 15, gets to the 20, upended at the 20-yard line. Brody Herr returns it to the 20, and that's where Jersey Shore will get the ball first to start the possession. First down and 10 from their own 20. And Logan Dressler on the single open field tackle on the 20-yard line. Great job. Great coverage by the Seals cover team. So here goes that tempo as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will line up on the right hash with Loomis Talking over the defense, and this is where we're going to see both teams will take a knee here in remembrance of Max Engel. Max Engel. Let's 
As both teams kneel down at the line of scrimmage in recognition of their loss. Teammate Max Engel following the tragedy. Teams have been taking a knee. They take a five-yard penalty, walk it back. That's a classy move. Good move, both teams. And now we'll get this one underway. Jersey Shore will start out as the penalty was declined, obviously. Loomis, three-step drop, looking to his right, gets rid of it, out of bounds. Ball's incomplete, Hicks on the coverage. Tyson was the intended receiver. I don't know what they saw there. There were three defenders on it. They're just throwing to called plays. He's not reading much. Tyson, the senior, 5'11", 192 pounds, quick handoff, goes to the left. Going to be able to get five there on the run before Miller takes him down. Is that Seacrest on the carry? And just like that, it's a third down and five for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. You see how the tempo stopped? And they're in the middle of the field, too, here. Her goes in motion. Handoff. Lone back in the backfield. Hit in the backfield. Seacrest able to get away, but then swallowed up. Going to his right, a host of gray shirts takes him down, and it will be a fourth down and a punting situation here for the Bulldogs. That was a great defensive series for Seals Grove. Tremendous. It's exactly what the, how they have to play that. There's no, no punter. punter at this point as Her will have to make his way out on the field. As you mentioned, they do have two punters, so Her must have thought the other punter was going to take care of the chores, but he finally gets out there. It's a low snap, but he gets it. Gets it away. Line drive going away from Tucker Teets. Off the bounce. And Sweeley will touch it down. And Seals Grove will get the offensive possession for the first time as they'll have it at their own 46-yard line. The recipe for success to start the game. The key to this whole thing is how they're going to block the front and how Jersey Shore is going to play them. We're looking, uh, I guess they... They're going to kneel again on both sides of the ball. Absolutely here again. Both teams taking a knee at the 46-yard line. So we'll stop here for a moment. And again, in remembrance of Max Angle. Kneel down, let the play clock run out. Teams will share sportsmanship handshakes before we get back to this one here. Penalty is declined, so it's a first down and 10 for the Seals at their own 46-yard line. Same defense. Yep, same defense for Jersey Shore. Turn, fakes it to the fullback. Look at deep, nobody there, throws it away. Confusion there, Hicks went on a slant. Pastore just threw it away deep over the middle. Falls incomplete. Then second down and 10 for the Seals. Again, Pastore, senior quarterback. Throws that one away. They come out in the I formation once again. Second down and 10. Pastore under center. Taking a snap. Give it to Teets. Teets straight up the middle. It's going to get two, maybe one and a half. So it's now going to be a third down and a long eight, short nine here for the Seals. I think the fullback went the wrong way on that play. I'm not certain. I don't know the the play call, but he, he went right and uh, Teach went left, I think. So third down and long. Defensive ends ready to come off the edge here. Pastore drops back. 
Twirly to his left, going to be hit. Walsh loses the ball. It's going to be recovered. Seacrest gets to him, loses the ball. They're going to be covered by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as they're going to get great field position. Well, unfortunately, that's what can't happen, as we know. Um, we talked about turnovers. Seals Grove's had a clean slate for most of the season on the turnover battles, but they're going to give, and what Derek Hicks warned us about, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs a short field here. No errors for mistakes here for the defense. Loomis rolling to his left, looking. He's got plenty of time. Devin Mitchell chasing him down and forces him to throw it away. Well defended by the Seals again. And and you know what? They didn't press the containment there. They didn't. The, the, the quarterback pulled up, and he really had the edge. But it looked like Seals Grove just butt, fell back in coverage, and it was covered very well. Second and long. Second and long as Loomis throws that one away. Loomis gives it to her. Hurt hit in the backfield by Luke Smith and held up by Gray Shirts outside of the 35-yard line. So this is going to be a third down here. We're called a third down and eight. And you would expect four down territory. Sweetly will go in a slot on the left in the trips. Loomis has it. Gets rid of it. It's got a man out there. And it's going to be hit. Taken down. Uh, to call that, uh, he got there early. Unfortunately, he got there early. As the t- yeah, pass was intended boy. for Elijah Jordan, it was a long throw, and the corner came up, and as you said, Steve, hit him a bit early, so that's going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. That's too bad. It was well covered, too, again. Preston Beatty was the Georgia Shore Bulldog defender that recovered that fumble, Mark Pastore fumble, that sets his possession up for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They're going to walk off the penalty and put it down at the 21-yard line. Jersey Shore quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Loomis in the shotgun, trips to his right. He's looking to the right, gets rid of it, catches made Seacrest, gets away from one guy before he's blown up by Ethan, Ethan Miller. Miller. Wow. He gives us one or two of those every game, does <laughs> Ethan Miller, and he got one early on that on Seacrest. But it looked like Seacrest was going to get away from a couple guys, and Miller finished them off. Looks like about a six-yard gain on that one. Calling it second down and four for Jersey Shore inside Sealand's Grove 15-yard line. Handoff goes to Seacrest, and he's hit, taken down. Tucker Teach read that perfectly. Came off the edge. Boy, I tell you what, this Seals defense is playing as well as I've seen them in a while. Not that they've played badly either, but they're right on everything. They said Teets came off, made the tackle, textbook tackle, and a very difficult runner to set up this third down. Loomis is rolling to his right, looking, under some pressure, gets rid of it. Man makes the catch, that's Sweezley at the five. But there is a flag on the play all the way back. And did the ball come out? Yes, it did! Seals Grove comes away with the turnover! There's a flag down, but is it against Jersey Shore? Is it against Jersey Shore? That's going to be the key. Devin Mitchell believes it is. He came off the edge, was getting close to Loomis, and got grabbed. Holding. Yes, it is. It's against Jersey Shore. It'll be declined. Turnover back to the Seals. Big, big play. Now they just got to focus on what this defense is going to give them. We said that early, and they're doing the same thing. They're doing nothing different. They've got to take advantage of what they can do here. 
Devin Mitchell comes in with seven sacks and got close on now and got held. And the turnover, all positive for the Seals. First down and ten as they have it at their own seven-yard line. Eight-man front again for Jersey Shore. Pass story under center. Gives it Teets. Teets trying to bounce it, trying to reverse his field. And he's going to be a big loss on the play. They're going to mark him at the two-yard line. See, that that's the one there. Uh, you know, it's easy to say this after the play. I don't want to get into that, but... That was nine people in the box. There were, there were two defenders covering each side guy. There's nine people in the box. Very difficult to block that. You don't have enough people. So with it, it drives them back up to the law. It's inside the five, down close to the two-yard line. This is going to be a second down and 14. Pastore is going to give it to the fullback, trying to push up. There's a flag on the play. The official here on the near side throws a flag in the middle of that run by the fullback. The officials will have to talk this one over, give a chance to let you know. We'll be looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game throughout the night, and then we'll announce at the end of the game the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. My guess is they're going to decline it because they're only going to get... Uh... Did we see what the penalty was? False start. Now they do give it to yeah. us on the far side. False yeah. start against the Seals. Declined, declined, as you said. So it's to be a third down and ten after just a short pickup. Seals grow deep in their own territory. They have the ball back to where this possession started, about the seven-yard line. Pastore gets the call from the sideline. Sends wide receivers to each side. Fashion goes far to the right. Pastore drops back. Going to throw it out to flat to Teets. Makes the catch, gets a good block, driven out of bounds as he gets to about the 13-yard well, line, short of a first down. That's the first coverage that, that Jersey Shore played. It's, it's been eight and nine people in the box, man coverage on the side. That time they backed out, had two safeties, and they were able to throw the football. But they got some room to punt the ball, which is good. Play some defense. Good coverage here, though. They need good coverage on the, on the punt. Sweely and Elijah Jordan dropping back, standing inside their own 40-yard line, waiting for the Carter Young punt. And now we got a stoppage here, and they're going to say offsides. If it's offsides, then it's a first down for Seals Grove. Let's see. The official is going to give us a call here. Offsides against Jersey Shore. And now it says it was fourth and five. Is that going to be enough for a first, be a first down? Should be a first down. They are moving the chains. Yes, so a first it is. down. Big penalty there against the Bulldogs lining up offsides before the stat was taken by Carter Young, and that gives Seals Grove a reset here as they'll quickly get to the line of scrimmage. Pastore getting the call from Coach Mike. 7.35 to go, and the clock's running. Should not be running. It should be on the start of the play. 7.29 here in the first quarter, no score. Pastore under center again, gives the teats. Hit the line of scrimmage and swarmed over. Lost in the play of two. It'll be a second down and 12 for the Seals. Seals Grove's going to go tempo again. I think they've got to play with formation to get them out of this defense. I really do, Pat. They're, they're, they're in 21 personnel with a tight end, and they're just loading the box. Pastore makes the call, drops back under heavy pressure and falls down. Blitz came through almost untouched by the Bulldogs and takes Pastore down. Another big loss on the play by the Jersey Shore defense. Brody Herr 
came through untouched and made Pastore go down quickly. Yeah, it's going to be. Clock is running, 6.30 to go in the opening quarter, no score. Third down, caught 18 for the Seals. Pastore's going to give it to Teets, hit the line of scrimmage, gets to the, about the 12-yard line, maybe the 11, but we're right back where we were. It's going to be a punting situation here for the Seals. Yeah, this one's a little bit longer. Does it look like fourth, fourth and 16, 18? They're calling it 18, absolutely. Again, Sweetly and Eliza Jordan standing about their 40-yard line waiting for the Carter Young punt. Long count. Gets the snap under heavy pressure and is fortunate to get it away. Oh, he should have been a penalty there. A big there. roll for Carter Young as it continues to roll. Carter Young sitting in the end zone on his butt after he got rid of it and getting up a bit hobbled after that punt by they, they, Carter Young. That was a miss by that referee. It was a complete miss unless the ball was tipped. Well, if it was tipped, that ball would have been kicked to the next county. It's great punt. It was though. a great punt by Carter Young, and it flips the field once again and puts Jersey Shore at their own 30-yard line. No score here in the first quarter between the Dogs and the Seals. 5.40 to go in the opening quarter. Loomis under center. Man goes in motion. They moved. They moved. There's going to be a penalty, as Steve called it, following that 58-yard punt by Carter Young. Put the ball at the 30-yard line, but as Steve said, Georgia Shore moved. It's a walk-off. It'll put the ball inside of the 25 to make this a first down in 15. Georgia Shore looking to the sideline, getting the call. Now they're at the line of scrimmage. Man go in motion. Going to be a pitch this time. Going to Elijah Jordan, trying to get to the edge. And Ethan, Ethan Miller, Miller gets to him. Boy, does he read. He's got such a nose for the football guys, and he is fast. And he's an excellent tackler. Great read by Ethan Miller right there. Now here they are in a long down situation. It's a little bit. See how slower they are now? You mentioned that during the entire that's pregame. The, that's the difference. Big play here. Second down and long. Lubis looking for a quick throw out to Tyson. Making the catch. Ah, gets away from it. a tackle. It takes it out to the 30 to get this ball just beyond where this possession started. But a missed tackle allowed him to pick up another five yards. Yeah, got, that, that was just a missed tackle. Or was it would have been a, possibly in a one or two yard gain. That's it. Trips to the left for Loomis all day. Gets rid of it. Intercept! No! Beautiful break by Gavin Bastion. If Bastion gets that, he's walking into the blue of the Seals end zone. But it falls incomplete. Georgia Shore punted away. Fourth down and nine. Tucker Teach standing at his own 30. This is her who will punt it away. Oh. Almost blocked. It was tipped, looked like, as the ball rolls off to the left. And Seals Grove will get great field position. Was that Gavison? I'm trying to see the number of he'll turn for me on it. Okay. And that was Sassaman who almost got to the punt. That was really a nice shot. I'm going to say this just based on the first two series, what we've seen. We're seeing 
21 personnel by the Seals Grove offense, which means tight end flanker, split end, eye backs. If they spread them out, they can't play that much eight and nine people in the box. Consequently, there's going to be less people to block. Now it looks like we're even hunkering down even more so. Going with the power look here. Three backs in the backfield. Power right. Turn. Give it to Teets. Straight up the middle. Spins out of a tackle. Gives a Tucker twist. And is going to pick up. Still driving those legs inside the 40 before they're finally marking down. down. Stay with that. <laughs> it looks like co- coaches are saying, roll it again, baby. As Tucker that- twist came to be. And he picked up a first down and maybe 11 yards on that run for the senior running back. They're staying with it. are going with the power look once again. Going to go to Teeth off the right. Hitting the backfield, still spinning. Is he going to get a positive play out of it? Nope, they're going to mark it just yeah. short of the line of scrimmage. So it'll be a second down and a long 10 for the Seals. I like the, I like the call, though. They, they tried to get outside, even though it was a power eye situation. They're going back with that again. No score. 347 to go here in the opening quarter. Seals Grove at the Jersey Shore 40-yard line. Pastore drops back. Five-step drop. Look at deep. Down the left sideline. Got Bassett wide open. Makes it get to the Touchdown! Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. That's what they have to do. They have to keep them off balance throwing the football. And that was max protection using the power eye as they showed the last three plays. And and Bastion just ran right by the corner. Great job, and most importantly, execution. But what a great call. What a nice job there by the offense. And it comes with 3.34 to go in the opening quarter as Carter Young will jog out and attempt the extra point, trying to put Seals Grove up 7-0. Snaps a little high. Gabsy gets it down, the kick is up, and, and the good. kick is good. Really like that as a change-up, boy, with the with the power eye. Certainly a great first run by Tucker Teets. But that, that put Jersey Shore on the heels. They kept people inside, left the one-on-one on Bastion, and the max protection with both with all three backs was key because they couldn't get pressure on Mark. Very nice job by the coaching staff there. Perfect. 41-yard touchdown reception by junior receiver Gavin Bastion. His sixth of the year, first tonight. It's the 16th passing touchdown of the season for senior quarterback Mark Pastore. Three-play drive covering 54 yards. Took one minute. The extra point good. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 3.34 to go in the opening quarter. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary as the Georgia Shore defense just got pasteurized Mark Pastore 16th passing touchdown of the season I don't know what's taking time here are they are we also the TV, on a TV, TV? trying to find the guy in. who usually gives you a signal let you know we're back in play here as they do at the big games and but don't see it there but Seals Grove gets on the board as Teets is being tended to here on the near side, adjusting some things equipment-wise, but he'll make his way out on the field. I'd be willing to bet that Jersey Shore has not been behind this early in the game much of the season. I would say that. Maybe not at all. Zach, Zach Shower just said possibly that not at all. 
Big play there again. The connection between senior quarterback Mark Pastore as we're looking for Smokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game candidates, and that is certainly one. The run by Tucker Teach set that up. That he picked up 11 yards and gained some momentum. Sealensgrove gets on the board first lead, seven nothing in the District Four for a championship game. This kick is away. It's going to be returnable at the five, at the 15, and then hit before he gets to the 25. That's her on the return. Who, I, and it looks who like Dressler that? on the stop, or was that? I yeah, I, it looks like Dressler five, right? Or is that number, six? No, Sassman? I think it was number two. That made the play, I think. But it puts it first down and 10 at the Jersey Shore 25-yard line. Bear with us again with these uniforms. I was just going to say that, Pat. It's the single (laughs) numbers that get us. Loomis drops back. Look, it gets rid of it. It's got a man. Makes a catch. Hit immediately after a two-yard pickup. In this first quarter, we've had two turnovers, one by each team. The ball's going to come back this way. And one score. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with the trips to the right. Didn't look like they were set, but Loomis, a lot of room. And he's going to slide as they'll mark him at the 38-yard line. It'll be a first-down pickup. That was an option play to the to – the, but, again, what do they want to do? They want to go one side, then quickly to the other side. So they've got to be alert to this side, going back to the wide side of the field. As they line up here, first down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Wheely go in motion from right to left. Loomis drops back, plenty of time, gets rid of it. Over the intended receiver's head, almost picked off once again by the Seals defense, but it falls incomplete. Second and ten. We're going to check up on some scores when we get a chance, a part of our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard as Loomis is going on the option. Pitches it to her. Her fault to the left, and it'll be taken down. Ethan Miller chasing him from behind as they're able to take it beyond the 40 to about the 42-yard line, actually about the 41-yard line. It'll be third down and long for the Bulldogs, trailing 7 they're gonna, they're gonna be coming back this side. It's great pursuit by the Seals, Seals defense. Loomis is looking to the right, gets rid of it, looking for Sweely, no. and it out of the intended receiver's hand, and falls incomplete. They are throwing some wide side, very interceptable type footballs. Make a note on that one, guys, as they continue to try to throw that long ball cross field. One updated score, Southern beating Mount Carmel 22-0 in the first quarter. That's our built-for-tough game of the week. This punt gets away. Get away, get away. to the left, and it's going to go out of bounds. Seals Grove will get great field position once again as the official makes his way up the sideline as he's crossed the 40, and he'll go to the 41-yard line and spot it down there. For the Seals Grove Seals, who lead 7-0 with 2.08 to go here in the opening quarter. Mark Pastore will make his way to the huddle with Caleb Hicks. Seals offensive line already up to the line of scrimmage. Have a receiver here on the left. Is that Studer lining up here to the far left? High formation once again behind Pastore. Going to take the snap. Give it to Teets. Teets gets to the outside. He's got some room. He's going to make it up the left sideline into Jersey Shore territory as he gets it inside the 45 down to the 42-yard line. Studer came into the game late. And he made a nice, and made a great downfield block by Studer. 
First down and 10 for the Seals as they take it into Jersey Shore territory at the 43-yard line. Nine-man front. Pastore gives it to the fullback. Straight up the middle. He's going to get two before he is just tied up there and taken to the turf. I'm going to make a statement here, Pat, because the defense for Jersey Shore are bending over with their hands on their knees. Let's keep an eye out for that. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage. We've got people jumping. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 1.40 to go in the opening quarter. It was a Gavin Bastion 41-yard touchdown reception from senior quarterback Mark Pastore. That's all the scoring we've had here in the first quarter. Now what do you do? It's second down and two for the Seals at the Jersey Shore 35-yard line. Wide receivers to each side. Give it to Teets. Teets squeezes through a couple tackles, gives the Tucker gets twist a first. for a first down. Stay with that. Stay with that. They're they're overpowering that outside linebacker to the left, and I know Coach Ferrero sees that. Vitti on the stop for the Bulldogs, but it's a first down pickup for Jersey Shore. Seals have it at Jersey Shore's 31-yard line. Leading 7-0, Bastion to the left, Hicks to the right. Pastore drops back, two-step drop, looking for the slant, trying to hit Hicks on the slant, and Hicks that time not able to make the connection. I'm frustrated here, Pat, because it's an easier throw and catch going weak. Again, you're throwing into the strength of the coverage there. There's only one defender down here. That's Safety's on, on this front side. No safety at all at this time. Everyone's up to the line of scrimmage on the second down and 10. Pastore looking to the sideline. Audible here. Wide receivers to each side. Five-step drop. Looking deep. Down the left sideline for Bastion. Beyond the deep. He got it. He makes the catch. Touchdown. Yes. Down Seals go Seals. What a throw by Mark Pastore. What a throw. Guys, that was as perfect as you can possibly do. And, And that was an audible that he changed from the line of scrimmage. It's exactly what we're talking about. There's a penalty in the end zone, though. There's a flag down. I don't know if it's something on Bastion. Bastion's looking down the sidelines as he comes and talks to the coaches, and he's looking towards the officials after the catch. It makes you wonder if he extracurricular stuff after he made the touchdown catch, which, again, you can't do. Who, who, I can't. Will they mark that? I I don't know. I I don't know how they're going to. Mark this off. Sebastian making the catch, and as you heard, Steve, on a just a bu- unbelievable toss. As Bastion had cleared the defender and was in full stride, but that is going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. It's on the kickoff. And it will be on the kickoff. And they can't do that. They they cannot do that stuff. Gain a lot of momentum here. You want to give Carter Young that opportunity to kick the thing out of the end zone, but with a penalty, that's going to walk it off. The officials are meeting right now before Carter Young gets a chance to kick the extra point. And Ryan Kaiser is coming over and having a conversation with Bastion right now he about should. that. He absolutely should. Saying that we can't. and That's not championship football, guys. Now they're going to walk them back here on the extra point. Honestly, that's better. That's better for us. That's right. Because we have a kicker who can kick it from 40 yards, especially if you put it down in the middle. 
just kick it like you kick an extra point. He clears 40 every time. But Gavin Bastian making the catch from Mark Pastore. Pastore on a five-step drop, throws it deep down the left sideline and hits Bastian in stride for that 31-yard touchdown reception. That's Bastian's seventh of the season. Mark Pastore gets his 17th touchdown. And it's good. The extra point it's is good. And it's good. We said it. It's better for us. And look at the momentum gained by that. As you watch your All-State kicker boom the extra point through following the penalty. Now we just got a TV timeout marker. A six-play drive covering 59 yards, took 53 seconds. The extra point by Carter Young following that penalty is good. Seals Grove leading 14-0 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with 1.15 to go here in the opening quarter as Mark Pastore hits Bastion for 31-yard touchdown. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. And John Bodier, before you send me a message, I know, Mark Pastore just pasteurized the Georgia Shore <laughs> defense. <laughs> they got to play this. This is a long game, and they dodged a bullet right there, and I hope these guys learned you cannot do that in a game like this. Not and I watched them do it. I guess that's the coach of me. I'm pretty upset right now because that should have never been. Didn't hurt them. Hopefully it's a learning lesson. That's all I'll say about that, Pat. <laughs> the bottom line, Seals Grove leading 14 nothing over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And like I said, not only in a game like this, the level it's at, the opponent you're playing, but also just from a mental standpoint. Let's stay focused on what we're That's doing. That's right. As now C.J. Curry's talking to Bastion here on the near side, I'm sure just let's let's use it as a teachable moment, have the kid grow up right in front of us, but it doesn't take away from the pastory pass to Gavin Bastion for the touchdown. Perfect pass. As good as I've seen it. And you said it off the audible on the call there for that touchdown for the Seals. Again, we're looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. I think we have one. Mark Pastore's second passing touchdown of the night. Both of them going to Gavin Bastion, the junior. Leading receiver coming into tonight. Carter Young has it teed up. 1.15 to go in the first quarter. See if he can get another touchback here and add to his total on the season. He approaches it, and it kicks away. It's going to be a short kick taken by the return man. They fake the reverse here. Her going from right to left. Be chased from behind. A block in the back by Seacrest. And they called it. They got it. It's coming so they're going back. to bring that one back. Coming way back. But Devin Mitchell was down there, and that was a clear block in the back. So it's going to be brought back. Should be around the 10-yard line. After the walk off there. Check one other updated scores here. Loyal Sock leading Warrior Run 14-0. Troy leading Lion Mountain 7-0. Williamsport up on Canton. That's a surprise there. We'll refresh the scores here and see if we get some updated scores. Danville leading Lewisburg 7-0. That can be heard at 100.9 the Valley. Again, Loyal Sock shutting out Warrior Run 14-0. Those are our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Bring in our out-of-town scoreboard. Deep man gets the call. Going left. Get positive yards. Four on the pickup. It'll be a second down and six for the Bulldogs. Under a minute to go here 
in the opening quarter. Teals Grove leading 14-0. Man goes in motion from left to right. Fumble snap on the ground. Scramble. And Loomis jumps back on top of it. That's one thing I say, Steve, though. A lot of times the stat that doesn't get looked at enough is fumbles that may not be lost, but that's a fumble that's a huge play, even though Loomis jumps back on top of it. As he loses yardage and the play. Whenever there's motion, the person to look at is the fullback. Loomis oh, right down back. the seam, right down the seam, right Lots down the seam. Time. Now he's going to take off and run, being chased. Coming up on the coverage. Is that, is that fourth down? That's that Keith coming Teets. up, making the stop on Loomis, who had gone off to the left. Be alert here. Are they crazy enough now? Okay, they're bringing the punt team up back on. Be alert. Now, the uh, the second returner has to be alert because those punts have been real. This is a different punter, I think. This is the other kid. And that's the end of the first quarter. Let's take a break. Come back. Seals Grove leading 14-0. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service humbles worth your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummels Wharf. State and service fees apply. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors, and it's our Black Friday sales event all month long, and we're doing it big. We're closing out all the 2023 inventory with huge Black Friday discounts all month long. Troy, we're discounting new 23 compasses up to $5,500, and we're discounting 2023 gladiators up to $9,500. And if you're looking for a Grand Cherokee, we have a great selection, and we have them all discounted up to $5,500. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sunbury, and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-Jeep or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Eagle 107's coverage of the Sealands Grove Seals from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as we've moved into the second quarter, and it will start with what appear to be a punt for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove leading 14-0 on two Mark Pastore passing touchdowns to junior receiver Gavin Bastian. Seals come up with a big defensive stop. Teets came up on the contain, was able to stop Loomis and force this punting situation here for her. That's Teets stands at his own 49-yard line waiting for this punt. Her gets the snap. It's low. Gets it away. It's a high kick by her. It's going to bounce at the 48-yard line. Took a Seals Grove roll to the 49-yard line. They're setting, they're setting up, good defense is setting up positive spot for the offense every single time this game. What a weekend for football here. we got Seals Grove tonight, Michigan, Penn State tomorrow, and we got Susquehanna hosting Lycoming tomorrow as well. Big day here in the O'Brien family, that's for sure. But it's all starting here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals leading 14-0 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Nine-man front, eight-man front. Going to give it to Teets. Dances in the backfield. Second level. Still going. Dragon defenders for 12. Still going. And he finally going to be taken down short of the 30-yard line on just brute strike. And they're going to go tempo. 
Pat, he got 12 yards from the spot that they started touching him. That's that's strength, and that's great determination. And that's between the tackles where he's struggled, and he's made his mind up here. Going to go to the fullback, straight at the middle. Is that Bullington or Miller? With I think the, it's Miller. I think it is with the Miller mixer that time, as he's able to pick up about six yards and make it a second down and four for the Seals. They go tempo. Wide receivers to each side. Pastore making change here at the line of scrimmage. Give it to Teets. Teets is going to be met at the line of scrimmage. They're going to blow that one dead. That's a no gain. No gain there. It'll be a third down and five. Teets not happy following that play there. Not sure who he's directing that body language towards, but he wasn't happy with the end of that play there. Third down, and we're calling it five. 10-35 to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-0. Ethan Miller is the fullback. Pastore under center, drops back. He's got some time. Look at deep down the right sideline for Basto. He tries to adjust to make the catch, unable to, and it falls incomplete. What they're doing, though, those passing plays are loosening up this defense like we haven't seen. That's exactly what we talked about. It's a fourth down play now. Four down territory here for the Seals that they have it at the Jersey Shore 27-yard line. Seals look it to the sideline. They may go right back to it. They may go right back to it, Pat. A one-on-one here on the right side for Gavin Bastion. Straight up coverage from the corner. No safety look here. Could it go deep slant this time? Fake it to the sideline and go deep slant. Strange play there. Oh, Got some boy. movement. Let's see what we get there. <sighs> well, they've got to stay in four-down territory. Can't punt, and it's too long for a field goal. So they will walk it off against the Seals Grove Seals following the penalty there. It looked strange right from the beginning. There was some confusion there for the Seals, and it turns out to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. So it's going to set them back to fourth down and 11. Gavin Bastion to the right. We get another Why whistle here as the official from the far side walks out. And there's some communication going on. They better on. stop the play clock. That's running down, first of all. Referee, come on, get with it. As the white hat, as we like to call him, walked over towards the official on the Jersey Shore sideline. And they're going to reset the play clock. It is now running. Lone back in the backfield here as Teets is lined up in the slot to the left is Miller. Looking deep for Gavin Bastion. Back of the end zone, in and out of his hands. It falls incomplete. Mark Pastore takes a shot there. Unfortunately, that was an opportunity to get points. Uh, I think they have that all night, though, guys. I think that, that passing... that. And they're, they're pretty good protection. Well, you said, if anything, in loosening up that Jersey Shore defense with the threat of the pass. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs, trailing 14-0. Eliza Jordan goes in motion. Loomis is rolling to his right, gets it out there to Jordan in the flat, makes a man miss, and then is going to be tackled outside of the 35, close to the 39-yard line. We pick up a 
they're going to call it five, so yeah. it will be a second and five as they mark it more like at the 37-yard line. They're coming this side. Trips to the left. Going to hand it off to Lone back in the backfield. Squeezes through. Going to be short of a first down, though, as that's her taking it to the 41-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and one for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Seals Grove showing blitz, and now we get some movement flags. Talked about a big weekend here. Starting here tonight, boy, was pacing around all day today. It was off today, so <laughs> anticipating this one. Then we got, it said, Penn State, Michigan with everything going on with Michigan. And, boy, what, what a weekend of football. Trips to the left for Jersey Shore. Loomis gets rid of it. He's got a man. That's Eliza Jordan making the catch, and he'll have a first down as he's able to make the catch and get it to the 45-yard line. Here's where the tempo comes in. They've got to be ready to go right now. This is where they want to. It'll go on first sound, first cadence. Elijah Jordan go in motion. There's two people moving. A flag is thrown as Elijah Jordan is slammed to the ground. There's two people moving on that. So if they didn't blow it dead, they've got to decline that and take the sack. A tackle for a loss. loss. I'm sorry. Yeah, it went to Eliza Jordan there on as the official will give us the call here as the flag was thrown on the far side before that play ended there. They're going to decline it. Still waiting there. Got legal shift there. And that's going to be against, and they will decline it there as you call, Coach. So puts the ball at the 39-yard line. Uh, second down and long. 9.15 to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-0. Loomis gets rid of it. It's got a man out in the flat. Make it a catch. Hit by multiple defenders as it was Samar making the catch. Or is that Tyson making the catch to get it out to the 46-yard line? Well short of a first down. Make it a third down and nine for Jersey Shore. Up to the line of scrimmage for the Bulldogs. Loomis taking a shotgun snap. Look at deep over the middle. He's got Sweeley beyond the defense, making the catch, and it'll be stopped at the 27-yard line, but it's a catch by your senior, Sweezley on the catch. There we go. It's the first time they, I've seen them go deep, so we've got to keep an eye out for that. They, they moved it further into Seals Grove territory, down to the 27-yard line on the long pass from Loomis to Sweeley. Trips to the left for Jersey Shore. Man goes in motion at Seacrest. Still going to the sideline. Loomis looking left. Got all day. Now looking over the middle. In and out of the intended receiver's hands and falls incomplete. Boy, the defensive tackle for Seals Grove was offside. They didn't call it. And that's why the that's why this crowd is going crazy. As you see, Colin Melhorn back into the game. Bullington out on the second down and 10 play. Trips to the left. Low snap to Loomis. Option to the left. Now he's going to run with it and be stopped. He was turned back up by Candom Smith and then finished off by Callum, Colin Melhorn and, that was and a no, Dressler. No game play. Great pursuit by this defense for Seals Grove. Makes it a third down and 10. Loomis rolling to his right. Looking. Got a man over the middle, making the catches. Tyson gets away from the tackle. Still going at the 10. 
and finally going to be stopped inside the 10 down to the four-yard line for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, he made a great catch on that. That was behind him. And he avoided multiple would-be tackles to take it inside the five. Loomis takes a snap, gives it to Eliza Jordan. Up that secret goal line touchdown for the Bulldogs. So quick moving Jersey Shore offense gets some big passing plays into the mix this drive and finished off with the Seacrest touchdown from four yards out. They've struggled with the extra points here. This is Brody Herr attempting the extra point off the Loomis hold. Kick is up. It's a line drive, but it's good. Knew we weren't, they weren't going away. This Jersey Shore team. They were trailing 14-0. Finally get on the board to cut it to 14-7 with 7.37 to go here in the first half. They attacked the deep third both times, and they haven't been doing much of that all year based on what I've seen on film, and I think Seals Grove knows that too. Seals Grove will look to get an opportunity on offense here with 7.37. A lot of time to go here in the first half. A lot's happened here in the first half. You feel the energy. You feel the crowd on the other side. Boy, it's a packed house here, and as we would expect it to be for the District 4 4A title game between the Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as Jersey Shore is able to finish off a 10-play drive covering 67 yards took two minutes and 39 seconds and finally finished off with the Seacrest four-yard touchdown run. The extra point by her, good, and it's a 14-7 lead for the Seals. That's the Seals go forward. Drive summary. Seacrest 21st rushing touchdown of the season for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Okay, they got a, this, they're, they've shown Basically, I don't know if it's a squib kick or just a, they try to just line drive the kick to areas that the returners are not at. And, and I, I know Seals Grove knows that. They've got one, two, three, four, five guys up. And, that, and it looks like the kicker's looking to where, where to kick it. It's a directional kick. As her will... Approach it here. It's going to be a short kick taken by Teets at the 15. At the 20. Makes a man miss at the 30. And drag a defender to the 35-yard line. Great field position for the Seals. Trying to answer the Jersey Shore touchdown just moments ago. Let's see if they're going to take advantage of what they've been doing, which, which means stretching the field here. First down and 10 for Mark Pastore. Two passing touchdowns on the night, both going to Bastion. But Seacrest comes back for the Bulldogs to cut this to a seven-point game. They do go with the safety here to the left. They go with that power look. Give it to Teets. Teets in the second level. Looking for a block. Make Sweeley miss. Still going. Gets out of Sweeley's hands. It's going to dance all the way down and hit. Throw the flag. Throw the flag. The flag is going to be thrown. That was was as bad as I've ever seen it. He was three yards out there. If they didn't throw that flag, I was coming out of the press box. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That was Snyder who had hit him late as Teets was 
wrestling to get the extra yardage, and then clearly, like you said, was out of bounds, and Snyder came and hit him when he was well out, and fortunately didn't roll up on his ankle or something, which would have made that even more devastating. But it is a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, so they're going to march the ball inside the Bulldog 30-yard line down to the 29-yard line, first down and 10 for the Seals, following the penalty and run by Tucker Teets. 7-17 to go here in the first half, 14-7 lead for the Seals. Pastore's going to give it to Teets, trying to bounce it to the outside, shakes one tackle, gets to the sideline before he's knocked out of bounds at the 25-yard line. That's a five-yard gain. That's a hard five-yard game. That's a tough, tough oh, four-yard game. Take that's a that tough four-yard game. He's, that's taking he's a little bit winded, it looks like. Man, he's playing out of his mind as Tucker Teeth's doing this one a little bit differently than he's used to, where he's been able to run away from guys. He's been running in and around and through the, the defense. This goes to Ethan Miller. Ethan Miller close to the sticks as he takes it inside the 20. They're going to mark it right at the 20-yard line, actually outside the 20, what makes it look like it'll be short of a first down. Looks like third and one. Pastore under center. Going to take the snap. He keeps it. He's going to get the push. First down for the Seals as he takes it to the 17-yard line. First down at 10 for the Seals after the run by Pastore. And they're staying up tempo. And as you can see, the safety for for Jersey Shore is over the top of Bastion now. That's taking another run defender out that's of the a, picture. And that's Eliza Jordan. Going to go to Ethan Miller. Ethan Miller to the second level. Runs away from a defender. Gives a Miller mixer to the goal line. And he's going to be at the one-yard line by your junior, Ethan Miller. Here comes Tempo. And they're lining right up to go on the one-yard line. Get set, boys. Clean handle or hike here. Going to give it to Pastore. Touchdown. Go wide. Touchdown, Seals. Grove Seals. What an answer by the Seals. Tremendous drive. Every which one of them. And very well called. I love the calls on that whole drive right there. Nice job, Seals Grove. That's a boy. Mark Pastore. Able to get the first down on this okay, drive to keep the drive alive. In. Somebody needs to come in for Miller. Two guys coming off here. Miller. One, two, three. They got it. They got it covered there. The extra point try for Carter Young. Kick is up. Plenty of distance. And it is no, no good. good. No good by Carter Young on that one. Keep Oof. an eye on that one. The touchdown comes with 6.15 to go here in the first half. Pat, they're, they're controlling the line of scrimmage. I'm going to say on both sides of the ball. Seals Grove's controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's how they can do this. As Pastore is able to take it in for the score for the Seals Grove Seals, as Mark Pastore gets his second rushing touchdown of the season, this coming from just one yard out for the Seals Grove Seals. The extra point, no good, but it was a six-play drive covering 65 yards. Took one minute and 13 seconds. Seals Grove increased their lead to 20 to 7 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. I think we've got to find out about this TV timeout. I'm serious too. It, it 
just seems to be on after scores. Have you noticed that? Mm, get that long delay there. A chance to check up on our Blaze Alexander Ford built for tough game of the week. We were keeping an eye on what we thought would be the built for tough type of game, but it's all Southern Columbia leading 29-0 over the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. We knew Southern Columbia was trying to avenge an early season loss, and boy, they've handled things to this point, leading 29-0. Again, that's our Blaze Alexander Ford built for tough game of the week. Carter Young's going to tee this one up here. Two return men standing at the five-yard line waiting for the Carter Young. What a touchback opportunity would be exactly what the doctor ordered here if Carter Young's able to kick this one out of the end zone. He does have 25 on the season. Love to see number 26. He approaches it, and it's over in, but the return man will take it at the 10. Got Probably. it to the 20. Up the right sideline and pushed out of bounds after, as you said, he didn't clearly make the catch. A bit of a bobble there by her, the return man, but he ends up getting good field position up the right sideline to take it to the 32-yard line, 33-yard line. First down at 10 for the Bulldogs. Now they try to answer the Seals Grove touchdown after the Seals did the very thing. Up to the line of scrimmage are the Bulldogs. Wide receivers to each side. Man goes in motion. Going to give it to the fullback straight up the middle. Met there, maybe one, and that's going to be it. Second down and long for the Bulldogs. Again, I'm seeing I'm seeing the Seals Grove offense and defensive line basically controlling up front right now. And there's a perfect example of it on that play. See if they can do it again here. Loomis is going to pass this time. Looking to the left. Got some time. Now being pressured out of the pocket. He's going to take off and run. Here comes Teets to make sure he tips those out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Short of a first down, it'll be a third down and medium to long for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That was the loss of contain by the right defensive end on that one. So third down and long, third and six, 540 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 20-7. to seven. Loomis drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Looking for a man on the slant. Does he make the catch? Nope. Incomplete. Intended for Tyson. The, re- the official says it hit the turf. Incomplete. Fourth down. And fourth down here. See what the offense does. And they're going to send out the punt team and allow Tucker Teach to walk back and stand. They, ha- they have to stay alert here. Look where they are. I know they're on the minus side of the 50, but they've got to stay alert here on this punt. Fourth down and six. Tucker Teach is too deep. As he's standing at his own 25-yard line. High snap to her, but he gets rid of it. A high kick, but it's going to be short. Take a good roll for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as it continues to roll to the 19-yard line. 18-yard line before it's spotted down. As you said, Steve, Tucker bit deep on that one. He's, got a, he's been deep all night. they got to move him up. This kid can't punt. They're using two different players, two different punters, and that that was about a 15-yard roll. If he caught the football, he's probably going the other way. They've got to move him up. Seals Grove Football, Eagle 107, sponsored in part by Schmokenham Health Center. Tri-County tag, Weichel Bussey. First down and 10 for the Seals, leading 20-7 with 5.21 to go here in the first half. They go with the power look once again. Power eye here for the Seals. 
Give it to Teets going left. And he's going to be hit taken down as he crosses the 20 to the 22-yard line. A pickup of three for Teets. It'll be a second down and seven. Well, that wasn't a good spot. That was not a good spot. Second down here for the Seals. Under five minutes and counting to go here in the first half. They stay with that same look. Power eye to the left. Blitz coming for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Going to be pitched, high pitched to Tucker Teets as he's going to run away from one tackle but ended as he crossed the 25-yard line short of a first down. Kind of questionable Third mark down. there. I, I don't, I don't. They put uh, that at the 25-yard line. Look like he. That wasn't up. a good spot either. I don't, I don't know what they're seeing. It's going to be a third down and three. A long three, short four for the Seals here. Stay in with the same look. Pastore's going to drop back. Throws it out the flat to Keep Teets. Keep going wide. Keep Makes going the wide. catch. Trying to get to the 30. Tips out of bounds. Knew where he had to get and picks yeah. up the first down. Yeah, see, on a play like that, he's got to stay wide. Once you turn back in, that's where the pursuit's coming. And he picked it up after that. He's tired right now, Pat. Well, I, I remember you saying that in the Midwest game when Martinez did that. He tried to go wider or yeah. try to cut it back. And by the time you do that, like you said, all the pursuit's and there. The pursuit's coming and taking you, away yeah, the inside. you got to go wide. He did there. He knew where he had to get to to pick up the first down. One wide receiver here to the right. Give it to Teets again, and he's going to be hit, taken down short of the 30-yard line. Looks like it'll be a half-yard loss, and like you said, he is just gassed right now as he slowly gets back to his feet. I think they're taking, coming out of that power set. As the dresser comes to the sidelines here. That might be a bad time to take a timeout. There seems to be a lot of confusion here. Guys moving all over the place. There's 19 seconds on the play clock. Sassman got the call. They do stay with that power look. Give it to Teets. Teets spins, gets away from a man. Still dragging the defender. Finally slammed at the 40-yard line. See, that's not a good spot. Look where they, he ended on the plus side of that line, and they put him on the line. They're, they're, they're coming short on the spots on that. Three times in a row. Unfortunately, enough of a spot to give him a first down. But again, Teets is asking for a break. Why not just take a timeout here and allow everybody to reset? Pass story under center. Give it to the fullback. That's Miller. Miller giving you the mixer. The Miller mixer. He's dragging defenders out to the 48-yard line. He's going to pick up eight, and that'll be a second down and two. As Teets is going to come to the sideline, and Brett Rice will make his way out on the field. He's returning back from an injury. After having 156 yards against Chickalimi in a backup role, Brett Rice returns to the field here. Power eye to the left. Pastore takes the snap, gives it a fullback again. Miller trying to spin out of the one is not going to be able to. Short of a first down. It's been third down and one for the Seals. This would be a huge first down here late in the first half. 2.29 to go here. Clock running, Seals Grove leading 20 to 7. Staying with that safety over top of Gavin Bastion here on the right. Pastore's going to keep it, trying to push forward. They're going to run the official on the far sides right at midfield, which looks like it'd be a first down. If they touch it, let's see where he puts it. Now he's going to turn and take a look here. That official is going to so walk up. All he's got to do is touch the line. And they're going to they're call gonna a measure timeout it. here. They're going to measure. 
All right, while they're going to take a measurement here, let's take a station ID for Eagle 107 to identify themselves. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. As the chain comes out, it will be a fourth down and inches here for the Seals. I think they got to go for it. I think you got to go for it here in midfield. Coach in the booth saying go for it here, and Seals Grove's coaching staff is agreeing with that at this point anyways, keeping everybody up the line of scrimmage. Be a good time to get the brotherly shove, the tush-push, whatever you need here. Well, we're going to run a version of it anyways how about we just get a push no no tush involved as Pastore walks up behind center fourth down in inches here nine guys on the line of scrimmage it's going to be Pastore falls forward he got it he's going to have enough wow maybe by six inches looks like he's got the first down and they're going to throw the chains all he had to do is touch the line Big first, first down. down there for the Seals. Move the chains, guys. Move the chains. After they set the chains, clock is already running with 1.40 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 20-7. to Receiver's going to flip side of the field. Bring Hicks here to the right and Bastion to the left. Pastore talking to Melhorn before we get this one going. Going to give it to Teets. Teets dances in the backfield. Drags the defender to the 45-yard line. That's Seacrest on the stop, but Teets picks up five on the carry. They're, they spread them out now. You, you're not seeing that safety back on the line of scrimmage once they're in an open set. It's exactly what they needed to do. Second down here for the Seals. That's a moving up front. No flags, though. Slant. Gets it to Bastion. Makes the catch. First down pickup. Take what they're giving you, guys. That's exactly what's happening. Now we've got to watch the clock. There's 55 seconds. Seals took a timeout here. But it's a first down. Seals are going to take a timeout here. Allow me to mention two things. Teresa calls it the Pastore push, even though you can't do that in high school, but I like that. Good call, good call. Hey, guys, please help me as I take time to honor Coach Steve Briggs. Steve Briggs, Senior Advancement Officer and former head coach at Susquehanna University, will be retiring after 35 years of service to Susquehanna University. Steve spent 27 years with the Susquehanna football program, arriving in 1988 as assistant coach, defensive coordinator, and became head coach in 1990. His 127 career wins, 253 games coached, both exceed totals set by any other coach in Susquehanna's long football history, which began in 1892. Some of Steve's proudest accomplishments, he coached an impressive 73 first-team all-conference players, with five of them being named Conference Players of the Year. He also mentored seven All-Americans and four academic All-Americans. So as an alum of Susquehanna University and a friend, Steve, congratulations on your retirement, pending retirement, from Susquehanna University. Thanks so much, Pat. Long throw. Bastion makes the catch at the two. What a catch! What a catch! What a catch! He went up over inside the defender and pulled it in. And once again, what a throw by Mark Pastore. 
not only did Mark Pastore pasteurize the defense, Gavin Bastion mossed the he, defender on that. That that could be something that if they had that on TV, that might be something to look at. Oh my goodness! And no flags after the touchdown by Gavin Bastion, as Carter Young will attempt the extra point here. Good snap. The kick is up, sailed up and through. So my honoring Steve Briggs interrupted <laughs> by an amazing touchdown throw from Pastore to Gavin Bastion. But, Steve, again, in addition to your responsibilities, head coach, Steve served as assistant director of athletics for 11 years, senior advancement officer. He has been instrumental in securing support for Susquehanna's NCAA programs and athletic facilities. Steve, again. I'm an alum at Susquehanna University. Thank you for your dedication to the to the university. 35 years retirement pending at the beginning of the year. Steve, I couldn't be more honored sitting to your right here and uh, thankful for all you did for my alum. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thanks so much, Pat. That that was really nice, but you didn't have to do that. Well, uh, that that was. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a little, I got mixed emotions about tomorrow. We we've got a kind of a reception before the game, and Perk asked me to talk to the team last night, which I did, and um, I, I'm an honorary captain for the game tomorrow. And we play like coming. We win that, um, and uh, they'll be landmark champs, and and we'll probably get a home bid for the NCAA playoffs next week. So, but let's talk about this. This is this is. <laughs> What a great platform to talk about all your success and what's happening here in front of us. Three touchdown passes from senior quarterback Mark Pastore to Gavin Bastion. And we knew coming in. That's right. We we knew Pastore had to play well, had to play at another level, and he has. And, Steve, we're still in the first half. We know we got a lot of game to go. But, man, the energy in this building, the energy in this stadium is through the roof or through the ceiling or through the sky. It's (laughs) it's tremendous. This is – this. I have great memories of when this happened the last time, believe me. Carter Young kicks this little way. Return man at the seven. Up the right hash. Changes direction, crosses the 25, out to the 30-yard line. Good coverage once again by the Sealands Grove kickoff cover team. As I see Dressler making his way to the sideline also. Caleb Guypel on the stop. These guys are doing a nice job coverage. I, I, I know Logan Dressler was in on that, as you said. So was it Ethan Miller? These guys are players, man. They're doing a fabulous job. 42 seconds left. Keep everybody in front of you. That's what needs to be done right now. Shotgun for Loomis. Drops back. Scott's has got some time. Looks over the middle and falls incomplete. A lot of coverage out there as he was looking for Secrets. So Pastore gets his 18th passing touchdown of the season. His third tonight, all going to Gavin Bastion. This one from 39 yards out with 48 seconds to go here in the first half. A 12-play drive. Extra point good. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Quick throw this time out to Tyson. He'll be short of a first down. Clock running. Stopped on the far side by... Gavison looks like made the stop there, but there will be a timeout taken here by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, allowed a reset here just a bit. Again, Pastore gets his 18th passing touchdown of the season, his third tonight. And again, Gavin Bastion gets his eighth passing touchdown reception of the season. Again, what a drive. 18 
or uh, 12 play, 82 yards, took 4 minutes and 34 seconds, and increased the Seals Grove lead at this point to 27 to 7. Steve, your thoughts here too? I like the fact that Seals Grove didn't chase points here to right. try to go for two after the missed right. extra point last time. Kick the extra point and keep going here. Sometimes coaches get caught up in chasing points early on. I'm never a big yeah, fan of yeah, that. And that's the point you just made. Early on, it's kind of crazy doing that. If it's late in the third or into the fourth quarter, then you got to think of it. But you're exactly right. There's a chart that they go by. Uh, Loomis drops back. Looking over the middle. Looking for Seacrest. And caught by Seacrest, even though Gavin Bastion went up and tried to make the interception. But Seacrest is able to make the catch in the Seals Grove territory all the way down to the 33-yard line. It seems like the, the, the mid-third is where they want to attack. I know it's a two-deep scheme. Loomis drops back, looking to the left, gets rid of it. Liza Jordan makes the catch, trying to dance on the sideline. Good tackle by Caleb guy Bell. And they're going to be a stop here. Timeout taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Eight seconds, 8.2 seconds, and it's second down and three. They still have one more to go. No, they're out of timeouts. If the, if the scoreboard's right. That we're never quite sure of. Getting updated scores. Muncie 15 nothing over Northwest at the half. Given to us by Amanda Friend. That's a family member of Jack Carpenter. Check in. That's Jack's aunt. So we appreciate her checking in, giving the updated scores on all the games going on around the valley. Stick around at halftime. We'll give you updated scores of other games, plus our Blaze Alexander Ford built for tough game of the week. That was the Southern Columbia Mount Carmel game. Give you stats, scoring rundown of this one, and Steve's analysis of that first half, and as we move into the second half. Following the timeout, it's a second down and two for Jersey Shore. They got four wide receivers to the right. Loomis drops back. Look at over the middle. Ball's tapped in the air and intercepted by Tucker Tucker Teets. And Tucker Teets takes a shot in the head. And he's going to be slow to get up, and it's going to be at the 11-yard line. I think he's okay. He popped up. But 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 that's that's going to be the final play of the first half as Tucker Teets makes the interception. Uh, Tucker's Tucker's a little wobbly walking off there. He will be tended to by the medical staff coming up here, but he also was gassed in that first half as big part of what went on in that first half for the Seals Grove Seals, but we are at halftime, follow the interception by Tucker Teets. Seals Grove leading this one 27-7. Don't go anywhere. We'll have halftime here for you. Again, we'll give you a scoring recap. We'll also give you the stats from that first half. Check in on our Through the Upright segment where we talk about the rich history of the Seals Grove Seals kicking team. All that more coming up at halftime. Seals Grove leading 27-7. The Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. It's game time, and Buffalo Wild Wings has everything you need. Take out food for a watch party at home or stop in and stay for that welcoming neighborhood atmosphere with front row seats for everyone. Watch your favorite game at B-Dubs, and you'll get in the spirit for sure. Buffalo Wild Wings in Seals Grove, your go-to place for sports, fun, and great food. 
stake in the savings when purchasing a certified pre-owned Subaru from WNL. We have over 100 certified Subarus on our lot with reduced pricing and $1,000 off your Subaru certified pre-owned purchase. In honor of Veterans Day this month, WNL will donate $50 per used vehicle sold to the Vet Center of Williamsport. Support our heroes today off Route 11 in Northumberland and online at WNLSubaru.com. $1,000 off MSRP in addition to dealer discounts. Example bin J302-6519. 2018 Subaru Legacy Limited. WNL price $22,744 minus $1,000 equals $21,744. Offer ends 12 the Northumberland National Bank is celebrating 120 years as Central Pennsylvania's community bank. We're honored to call the Susquehanna Valley home. Nori Bank proudly invests in a variety of organizations, contributes to local nonprofits, sponsors local events, and helps the community as a whole to thrive. To learn more, visit us online at noribank.com or call us at 888-877-6623. Trusted since 1903, the Northumberland National Bank. The right people, the right solutions. The right bank. Member FDIC. It's a classic, man. Classic rock. Eagle 107 rocks. Welcome back to Harold L. Welcome back to Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. At halftime, as Seals Grove leading 27-7 over the Bulldogs. Look at that, the score recap here of that first half. It started with a bastion, a 41-yard touchdown reception. It came with 3.43 to go in that first quarter, completing a three-play drive, covering 54 yards, took one minute. Extra point good, Seals Grove leading 7-0. That was Mark Pastore's 16th passing touchdown of the season in Bastion's sixth receiving touchdown. They weren't done. With 115 to go in the opening quarter, Bastion was found by senior quarterback Pastore for a 31-yard touchdown reception. That was a six-play drive covering 59 yards, took 53 seconds. The extra point good, and it was a 14-0 lead for the Seals Grove Seals, and that would be the score at the end of the first quarter. So you know, we move into the second quarter, and Jersey Shore would get on the board because we know they're not going away. Too good of a program. And it was Loomis taking it from four yards out, with, or Seacrest, excuse me, taking it from four yards out. That's his 21st rushing touchdown of the season for the Bulldogs. That was with 7.37 to go in the first half. That was a 10-play drive covering 67 yards. Took two minutes and 39 seconds. The extra point good. And the Bulldogs cut the lead to seven at 14 to seven, but Pastoria would get you one yard run. Oh, with 6:15 to go in the first half, six play drive covering 65 yards took one minute and 13 seconds. The extra point no good, but Seals Grove increased their lead to 20 to seven. And Mark Pastori would find Bastion for the third passing touchdown of the night between the two. This one comes from 39 yards out with 48 seconds to go in the first half, completing an impressive 12-play drive, covering 82 yards, took 4 minutes and 34 seconds. The extra point good, and Seals Grove increased their lead to 27-7 with 48 seconds to go in that first half. That would be all the scoring in that first half. Seals Grove goes in halftime, leading the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 27-7. And we couldn't have talked about it more, Steve. We knew coming in what, I mean, you broke it down, watched film. We know what Jersey Shore is going to do. And you said this is what they've done in this 10-year run with 
Tom Gravish. They're going to line everybody up. So you had to get what we got in that first half from Mark Pastore to Gavin Bastion. They've connected three times, 30-plus yards on all three of them. I'm sitting here saying, my God, where was it all year? And obviously the coaches have done a fabulous job in in preparing these guys because you saw they started the game. Jersey Shore started the, the game with nine people, nine out of 11. That meant two defensive backs were covering three people. And we started the game running out of 21 personnel, which is tight end flanker split end, two backs. They they made a change with what I really like and you would think, boy, you don't you want to spread them out versus taking people inside. They went to a power eye look with an extra blocker and what they did with that, which is brilliant, is they max protected. They had three backs. Sometimes the back flared, but so there was great protection for Mark Pastore and threw it to Bastion, regardless of where he was, he went up and got it. Fabulous job by Mark. Great job uh, by the coaching staff by doing that because it was Max Potato. They can throw nine guys at him now. They have enough people to block it. So that plus the fact that we're doing exactly what has been gone, happening all year. Teats is running the football still. But uh, Zach said he had close to 100 yards of rushing in the first half. My goodness. That is a going against an eight-man front. So they're executing. And, the, and you mentioned about Tucker Teats. The impressive thing is, as we knew that he had a tough time in week three running between the tackles, he hasn't been doing this with some of his patented go to the line of scrimmage and then bounce it it. out, taking the outside. He's been running between the tackles, and when he's had to, he's dragging defenders. The one time, I think you said, from the moment he had contact, he went another 12 12 yards yards. before he got tackled. 12 yards. He's, you know, but you know what? Now I know what the coaches are saying. It's it's 0-0. Don't even look at the scoreboard, guys. Continue to play and play harder, even turn it up a notch. That's what you have to do because that's what this team's going to do. They're going to they're going to come back. They're going to attempt to come back. The good thing is, Seals Grove has the football f- the start of the second half right now. We're at halftime with Seals Grove leading 27-7 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Taking a look at other scores, Danville leading Lewisburg at halftime 14 to three. Loyal Sox shutting out Warrior Run 27 nothing. Troy all over Lion Mountain at halftime 31 nothing. Southern Columbia leading at halftime. They are shutting Mount Carmel out. The updated score we have is 36 to nothing. Muncie leading Northwest 15 nothing. And South Williamsport up on Canton 18 to seven. Some updated scores of other games going on around the valley. And again, our Blaze Alexander Ford built for tough game of the week was the Southern and Mount Carmel again. Southern leading that 136 to nothing. But all of our scores, when we bring them to you from out of our town here at Seals Grove, is brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Bring it our out-of-town scoreboard. Been handed the stats. Take a break. Come back. Seals Grove leading at halftime in front of a packed house here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field, 27-7 to over the Bulldogs. The Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. 
It's to your advantage to shop for your next vehicle at Regester's in Thompson Town. The advantage is not just about selection, even though they typically have nearly 300 new and pre-owned vehicles all the time. And it's not just about price, even though Regester typically has the lowest bottom line you'll find. No, the big advantage for you is their service. Regester takes the most pride in the service they provide their customers. Free loaner cars, a pickup and delivery service when your car needs work, a free car wash when your vehicle is being serviced. Sure, it's nice they're open 24-7 online at RegesterChevrolet.com, but why just look at pictures? Come to Regester Chevrolet on Main Street in Thompson Town. This is Dr. Dunnigan from Shemokin Dam Health Center. If you suffer from muscle strain, chronic pain, or any other type of injury, we can help. We provide rehabilitation, interventional pain management, massage therapy, and chiropractic in our opioid-free multi-specialty center. We welcome new patients as we are dedicated to helping you become free of the limitations of pain, restoring pain-free function to your life. Call for your appointment, 570-743-4333. That's 570-743-4333. There's nothing so frustrating as when you're all set to go out and then this happens. Not to worry. Spigs Battery and Repair on Route 522 Sealands Grove has you covered. Spigs Battery and Repair, formerly Willard's Battery Outlet, will test your current battery to make sure it's running at peak performance before that happens. And they'll be happy to install your new battery, too. So don't get stuck with this. See Spigs Battery and Repair on Route 522 Sealands Grove. They're family-owned and can't wait to meet you. Call 570-743-5383, email them at spigsbattery at gmail.com, and like them on Facebook. It's game time, and Buffalo Wild Wings has everything you need. Take out food for a watch party at home, or stop in and stay for that welcoming neighborhood atmosphere with front row seats for everyone. Watch your favorite game at B-Dubs, and you'll get in the spirit for sure. Buffalo Wild Wings in Salem's Grove, your go-to place for sports, fun, and great food. This is Eagle 107. Yeah, takes them out. Halftime here at Seals Grove Area High School. Pat O'Brien along Steve Briggs, Zach Showers, Rick Erdman, our producer. As we take a look at stats from that first half, Seals Grove leading the first down charge. 15 first downs at Jersey Shore, just sixth. Rushing department, Seals Grove 124 yards, Jersey Shore 27. In the passing department, Seals Grove 129 yards, Jersey Shore at 144. So total yards in that first half, Seals Grove at 253, while the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at 161. Penalty department, Seals Grove just two penalties for 20 yards, and Jersey Shore five penalties for 30 yards. Seals Grove winning the turnover battle at this point. Seals Grove does have the one fumble for Jersey Shore has a fumble and an interception. It was a Tucker Teets interception at the end of that first half. But again, something we were talking off the air, 15 first downs. That's not how Seals Grove's done it all year long, which makes that first half that much more impressive. And what did it do? It, it, it forces now, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, we mentioned it, I think, at a timeout here, but that was. This is the first time Jersey Shore has been down all year. So think about running an offense when you're, consistently being ahead, ahead by two, three scores, they got to change their offense. they got to open it up and throw the ball because they're down 20 points, and Seals Grove has the ball to start the second half. So we'll see how that Jersey Shore offense will adjust now. And, again, this is one of the things when you have a specialized offense like this, the, the situation of the game will change what you're doing. You can't do as much of the up-tempo when you've got to scheme things, right? The other thing is, 
with these type of offenses, they're not great in bad weather. And bad weather sometimes is cold weather. And I said that earlier. August 26th, the first game of the season, you're gassed. Okay, this is week 12, and it's probably 40 degrees out here tonight. They're not wearing down Sealands Grove, and that's the whole premise of the offense. So it's going to be interesting to see what Jersey Shore does coming out second half. We'll take a look at individual stats, stats after this break again. Sealands Grove leading at halftime over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 27-7. to Come back and take a look at individual numbers from that first half. For the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This is Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford. On Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Aubrey Alexander Toyota, home of the lowest price guaranteed or will pay you $1,000. We have over 150 new Toyotas on the lot or in the pipeline with rates as low as 3.99%. When you buy any new Toyota from us, you get free lifetime state inspection. We offer free pickup and delivery up to 60 miles with every service appointment and we'll even wash your vehicle for free. We also offer free shuttle service and same-day appointments for service customers. Save time and save money at Aubrey Alexander Toyota in Sealands Grove. VW Contracting in Winfield has been beautifying the Susquehanna Valley for years. You need a kitchen or bathroom remodeled? Maybe you have some plumbing issues, electrical work, even siding and roofing. VW Contracting in Winfield is ready to help you with your home improvement. They always aim to please because word of mouth is powerful. VW Contracting is only happy when you're happy. That's BW Contracting in Winfield. Be sure to visit them on Facebook. The next time you're looking for a great place for a great meal with family and friends, stop in the place with roots that go back over 100 years, the America's Hose Company in Sunbury. Their social club serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you'll be supporting this volunteer fire department who's always on call no matter what the emergency may be. They also provide ambulance service, too. Before you go, check their Facebook page for daily and weekly specials. The America's Hose Company, 100 Linden Street in Sunbury. Visit them for food and fun so they can be there for you in times of need. Maybe you're recently retired or looking to make good money that fits your schedule. Consider being a driver for Weichel Bussing. Not only are you the first hello to start a child and parents day, but you're the one making sure your community is safe and growing forward. Family-oriented and woman-owned, Weichel is hiring local school bus and charter service for Sealands Grove, Midwest, and Lewisburg school districts for regular routes, substitute bus run, and or field trips. Interested? Call PJ at Weichel Bussing, 570-374-5280, extension 1. Eagle107.com. Let's take a look at individual numbers. First for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as we continue at halftime. Loomis 12 for 21, 144 yards at a touchdown and an interception. His main receiver has been Tyson, four catches, 48 yards. Seacrest, two catches, 36 yards. And Sweeley, two catches for 34 yards. Jordan also has four catches for just 24 yards. Sweeley has the one fumble in the game. From the rushing department, Seacrest, eight carries, 17 yards. And Jordan, three carries for just seven yards. For the Seals Grove Seals, Pastore, six for 10, 129 yards and three touchdowns. Bastion, four catches, 118 yards and three touchdowns. Teets has two catches just for 11 yards. In the rushing department, Teets, 17 carries, 96 yards. Miller has six carries for 40 yards. And Pastore, has six carries and has a rushing touchdown on the night. For 
the Sealands Grove Seals. Seals leading here 27-7 at halftime. Get ready to start the second half that both teams have made their way back out on the field. And as you mentioned, Steve, Seals Grove will get the ball first to start the second half. And, and I think that's key. I, I do believe that Jersey Shore elected to catch the ball. They didn't defer, but the end result is exactly what they wanted. So they'll have the ball right here, and I think this is a big, big situation, uh, more so for, for Jersey Shore to get on the get points quickly. want to wish this boys' soccer team good luck tomorrow as they travel to Hummelstown to take on Radner. As the Jersey Shore, or excuse me, as the Seals Grove Seals come in at 17-4-1 for the Seals Grove Seals soccer team. Excuse me, 17-4. So we want to wish them congratulations. Scored 121 goals, 97 of them assisted, 22 goals against, 10 shutouts. Goals against just one, five. 11-game win streak where we've scored 79 goals, given up just four goals. 24 players on the roster, 14 players have scored at least one varsity goal. 15 players have at least one varsity assist. All that information provided by Seals Grove Boys Soccer Head Coach Brian Durr. Again, good luck to the soccer team tomorrow as they take their 17-4 record into the second round of the state playoffs. A lot of good things happening oh, here yeah. in the fall. Two, two, plug for two of our, our good friends. Colin Finley is uh, is our our soccer coach's son, and and uh, Jake Keeney, Mike Keeney, Mike and Kathy Keeney's uh, son. Uh, we saw them grow up, Pat, and and they're a big part of that soccer program. Absolutely, sitting at seventeen and four into the second round of the state playoffs. Appreciate Brian Durr providing all that information. And the success as Brian is in his first year as the head coach of the boys' soccer team. He's been around the program for quite some time. He's got an opportunity to be the head coach. Hey, I would also mention happy birthday to Teresa. Yeah. Teresa's birthday tonight. My beautiful, smart, intelligent, patient, unbelievable, kind. And uh, uh, I use the word patient as she has uh, been married to me for <laughs> Happy birthday, time. Teresa. Teresa's birthday. So make sure you get those in. I love you, babe. Happy birthday. I can't wait to spend tomorrow. And State College to watch Penn State and Michigan. Teets gets the return. He's got room up the left sideline trying to outrun Secrets. And he's going to be grabbed and thrown to the turf into Jersey Shore territory all the way to the 43-yard line. Great return. Great return. I don't see a flag out there. Absolutely not. He was one man from getting to that sideline. As tempo here, Seals Grove will get up to the line of scrimmage. But again, happy birthday, Teresa. She got a lot of nice little mentions during work today. And then kids sang to her. What a day. What a happy birthday for Teresa. Love you, babe. They go with that power formation. Give it to Teets. Teets between the tackles and met by a bunch of white shirts. Blow the whistle. So I don't want to get the unnecessary thrown to the turf. Called stopping his forward momentum for about maybe a half a yard. That's all they're going to give him. Second down here for the Seals. Second down and 10 from the Jersey Shore 45 yard line. Just start the second half. Pastore under center. Now we're going to get a whistle here. It'll be a flag. Oh Come on, guys. 
This is the stuff they can't get. Got a false start, and that's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals as Dressler is going to come to the sidelines. Bullington will come into the game here. Walk the ball back to midfield. Second down and 15 for the Seals. Play clock at 20. Clock's running 11-10 to go here. 14 seconds, guys. Last second communication. Come on, guys. Hurry up. Mike, got to make the call. You got to have to call timeout soon. Pastore gets the snap off, gives it to Teets, trying to bout the outside and not there. Blow the whistle, yeah. blow the whistle. Jeez. Good gosh. Look where the where, look where the momentum stop was, way up here. That, that's 20 yards back, and they didn't blow the whistle. They're blowing the ball dead at the 48-yard line, and Teets finally hit the turf inside the 30. What's I said before, once the full momentum stop, blow the whistle and let's stop things. And it was right in front of the white hat. Third down after the two-yard loss. Third down and 17 for the Seals. Pastore drops back. Heavy pressure. Screen. Beautifully called. Goes to Gavin Bastion. Keep going. He's going to shake a defender. He's got a first down and more. One man to beat. It finally slammed it. What a great call. At the 20-yard line. That was a great call. Perfect timing. Caught him in a blitz. Man coverage. Bang. Big play. Nice job. That's Gavin Bastion makes the catch, had a lot of room, able to drag a defender all the way to the Jersey Shore 20-yard line, able to overcome a big penalty on the play. Pastore giving last-second call here. Give it to Miller, straight up the middle, dragging defenders to the 15. He's going to pick up close to five, second and five for the Seals. Big, big play there. Nice job again by Pastore staying Staying poised on that screen. Clock running 9.30 to go here in the third. Give it to the low back of the backfield again. That's Miller, and there's going to be a flag thrown here as Miller was trying to squeeze through defenders to get inside the 15. But this looks like it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, it's a hold. It looks like it probably was the center. I saw their, their nose guard spin out, and he spun with them. He probably had a hold of his shirt. That's going to move it back to second down and about 15, I think. Seals looking for yep. a big play here in this possession, trying to overcome another penalty. So it could be a candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And again, they're going to have to do this from behind the sticks. All the way back out to the Jersey Shore 25-yard line. Pastore in the short shotgun. Gets a snap. There's going to be another oh, flag. Goodness. Round. I mean, another false start against the Seals. They're as sloppy on this uh, series as they have been in probably about five weeks. Yeah, two penalties in the entire first half, and have had multiple penalties in this possession here. So they're back in similar situation now. This is going to be a second down and 20 with Clock's nine, running. nine minutes to go here in the third. Play clock at 15. Two wide receivers split to the right. Pastore drops back. Heavy pressure over the middle, and it's caught by Bastion. He's going to make the catch outside of the 20, about the 22-yard line to make this a much more manageable and possibly a field goal opportunity. They shouldn't be able to pick up the first down. The third down and 11 from the 22-yard line. 
Same look. In the slot on the right is Teets. Blitz being showed by the Bulldogs. They come. Get rid of it. Looking for a deep <clears throat> pass in the left corner. Falls incomplete. Intended for Gavin Bastion. I don't know if Gavin didn't see it, maybe. He didn't look like he went for the ball on that. But here comes the field goal unit. Carter Young's going to come out. He's going to be on the left hash this time. Gavison's going to kneel down at the 29-yard line. This will be a 39-yard field goal for your senior kicker, Carter Young. 8.27 to go here in the third. Seals Grove trying to increase their lead. Snap's good. It's a line drive. Did it curve in, and it is good. Boy, did he drill that one. Carter Young did just that. Drilled that one through from 39 yards out off the Gavison hold. The battle snap, and Seals Grove increased their lead, and they overcome multiple penalties and one of the more of a struggle possessions by the Seals, but they come away with three points to start the second half. Whoever the right, uh, I'm sorry, the, the offensive left wing, he had two guys coming in, one inside his inside gap, one outside, and he didn't touch either one. I don't know who the wing was on that. Uh, but Carter Young, as you said, I mean, it was just a line drive and got through to increase Seals Grove lead to 30 to nothing following that 39-yard field goal by Carter Young, his third field goal of the season for your senior kicker, increasing the Seals lead to 30 to 7 with 8.22 to go here in the third. That completes a six-play drive covering 34 yards. Took three minutes and 29 seconds. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Overcome penalties there. It wasn't a good drive, but boy, when you're sloppy, can we say it? What a weapon! Absolutely, 39 Absolutely. yards on a high school level to increase the lead to 30 to seven over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It was it was great operation too. Great snap, great hold. All that has to come into play as as we've talked about since day one. Um, but super job by Carter. Speaking, of, we're talking about the rich history of kickers and. The last home game for Carter Young here for the Seals Grove Seals. He is who we're recognizing as he's add to this rich history of Seals Grove kickers as part of our Through the Upright segment. This kick is away. Return man's going to take it. He fumbles it at the 12, turns, picks it up, trying to take it up the right sideline, and it's going to be upended as he got beyond the 15 to the 17-yard line. As he was tackled low and went up over, you saw his feet come up over his head and land out of bounds at the 18-yard line. I wish we could see who that was, but, <laughs> folks, you have to understand the, these numbers on these tremendous uniforms are very difficult to read across the field. Well said, well said. Tremendous uniforms, but hard to read the numbers, especially single digits. Loomis turns, gives it to the D-man, hitting the backfield and take it down. It'll be a loss on the play. By multiple gray shirts on the stop there. Good push up front by the Seals defense. Seals Grove Football Eagle on a 7 is sponsored in part by Cole Stoney Hilltree Farm. Service first as Loomis is going to roll to his left. Now he's going to throw back across and throw it out of bounds. It's got to cross. It's got to cross. Did they call roughing? No, I think they call intentional grounding. 
because he threw it all the way back the other way and it didn't even get close to the line of scrimmage and went out of bounds. There's some conversation between the officials here as they talk this out. It's got to cross the line of scrimmage. So, no, I think it's roughing. I think there's roughing the quarterback. Wow. And intentional. I mean, isn't it all setting then or something? I mean, what happens here? Because the officials are having a long conversation here to come up determination. Roughing. Personal foul, roughing the passer against the Seals. I saw that. That's going to be a first down, and just unfortunate for the Seals' defense there as Loomis threw that away all the way across to the other sidelines. It went out of bounds. No receiver over there, but as Steve called it, roughing the passer call there as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will come up to the line of scrimmage following out with a first down and 10 at their own 32-yard line. Man goes in motion. Hand off to the lone back of the backfield. That's Seacrest. Gets the call. Shakes the defender at the 37-yard line. Is it be tackled as he gets to the 40? Missed tackle. Yeah, pick up of eight, second and two. Missed tackle there. Guys got to get back together. They're not set. They're not set. And in the backfield at Seacrest, bouncing off would be tackled. Still going. Into Seals Grove territory. It's going to be caught from behind that time. They were not set on that play. It's Caleb Hicks is able to make the stop, but Seacrest able to shake defenders, take it in Seals Grove territory all the way to the 40-yard line. Loomis gets rid of it, throws it out, got a catch made out there by Tyson. To be tackled at the 34-yard line, make it the 35-yard line. So it's going to be a second down and five for the Bulldogs. They're going to come this way. They're going to come this wide side. Two wide receivers split to the left, or trips to the left, actually, this time, as you're talking about. Coming to the wide side. Handoff goes to Seacrest. Again, bouncing off guys in the backfield. He'll be stopped right at the first down markers. It looks like he's going to have enough for a first down. Wait for the official call on whether that was a first down or not. They're not going to say it is. It's going to be short. Third and inches here for the Bulldogs. Shotgun for Loomis. Quick throw out to Samar. Make it a catch and knock to the turf by Teets. They're, they're really close to not being set there, and they called those plays in the first half. They're going that fast. They're going to get lined up once again here. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Loomis drops back. Plenty of time. There's a flag on the play as Loomis is going to get rid of it. He's got a man makes the catch inside the 20. They're going to say it was caught. Should be a holding penalty. Thinking the penalty that's here. usually what it is. It's a hold. Yep. Bullington will come out. Melhorn will come in. Again, Seals Grove Football and Eagle 107, sponsored in part by Service First Federal Credit Union, Jet Residential, also Aubrey Alexander Toyota, America's Hose Company, and Spigs Battery and Repair. Okay, they got to get a safety on. Here comes Studer will come into the game. Makes the uh, substitutions here. Frantic as well for the Seals defense as Jersey Shore, following the penalty, will have the ball at the Seals Grove 37-yard line. First down here. Be a first and 20 as Elijah Jordan goes in motion to the right. Loomis throwing back across his body. Looking over the middle. He's got a man there at the goal line. Makes the catch. And they're going to say he's down at the one-yard line. 
Quickly up to the line of scrimmage will be the Bulldogs. It looks like Gavin Bastion came out for a play. I don't know where he is. There he is right here, yeah. Turn, give it to C. Chris into the end zone. Touchdown for the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs get on the board again here. Take it in and score on a short touchdown run that time by Seacrest as the Bulldogs will attempt the extra point as they send Brody Herr out to kick the extra point. Snaps low, gets down on the tee, and it's no good. Sails off to the left. But the Jersey Shore Bulldogs get on the board on the Seacrest second rushing touchdown of the night. That's his 22nd of the season for the senior Seacrest for the Bulldogs to cut into the lead. Seals Grove still leading 30-13 to 13 after the extra point is no good by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. I see Ryan Kaiser talking. Uh, right before that long pass play, Gavin Bastian had to come off. He had a, he had a scrape and had blood on his elbow, so they were taping him up. And I, don't, I didn't see who went in. Uh, as a safety, but the safety never came off the hash that time, and that was somebody that doesn't typically play uh, because Bastion was off. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I didn't. I just noticed that happen. So the officials must have taken him off the field because he had blood on his elbow. Well, usually they do that. They allow the sub to come in and get set up before they get things going again. But Jersey Shore, nine plays, 82 yards, took two minutes and 30 seconds. Seacrest with the second rushing touchdown of the night. This one, one yard out, took five minutes, or came at 5.46 mark here of the third quarter to cut into the lead. Seals Grove still lead, 30-13. to 13. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. See, again, you, you can't let that offense to get that momentum. See, see how quickly they were coming up to the line of scrimmage. They hadn't been doing that. Um, and then certainly they had momentum on that, that drive. So Seals Grove no. looking to get the ball back here, trying to answer that touchdown by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Tucker Teach standing inside his own 15 at the 14-yard line. This kick is away. It's a short kick. will be taken by Teats off the bounce at the 16, trying to take it from left to right, being chased to the sideline, and Tucker will go out of bounds at the 23-yard line. So that's going to be a hold. That's going to take them back more. These are the things that can't happen. That's Beatty and Eliza Jordan chasing Tucker Teets out of bounds, and Tucker Teets saw the flag and didn't try to run over anybody and just took it out of bounds. I still think Tucker is too deep on the kickoffs and too deep on the punts. He should have caught that one in the air, right? I mean, yeah, it took a bounce to slow that down. Oh, two-man block. I think that's a 15-er. It will be a first down for the Seals Grove Seals after that return. But like you said, a penalty against the Seals is going to walk this ball back to the 12-yard line inside the 13-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals. Pastore looking over the defense here. Eye formation behind him with wide receivers to each side. Long count. Pastore takes the snap, gives the teats. Teats second level. Try to outrun defenders at the 40, 50, 40, 30, 
No flag. 20, no flag. 50, 10, 5, touchdown. Tucker Cheats just became the single season all-time rushing leader for the Steelers Grove Seals. Unbelievable. That's tremendous. Tremendous. Tucker Teeth just became the single season rushing leader in school history for the Seals Grove Seals, surpassing Javon Batts in 2015. Good for him. My God, what a great thing for a great kid, huh? They overcame the penalty on the return and takes it in, and what an answer for the Seals Grove Seals as Carter Young attempts right the through. extra point here, and it is good. Answer, 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 and Tucker Teets in the Seals Grove offense does just that. Boy, these guys are winners in every sense of the way. they got to continue to keep that hammer down. As it just been announced over the PA, Tucker Teets has become the single-season all-time leading rusher in Seals Grove history. Boy, congrats to him. Congrats to his family. And Love what to a see big that. Way to do oh it. my goodness! He took it off the right side, and as we've seen so often, that offensive line opening up the big hole. Tucker Teets hits it, and we've said it during the offseason into the scrimmage, and Derek Hicks as well. He's had an explosiveness that oh, he didn't have yes. for majority of the season a year ago because when he gets that second level, he's breaking angles. Here, here's, here's what's happening now with the defense for Jersey Shore. They took the safety, put him on the opposite side over the top of Bastion. So there's no safety to that side of the field. Have, have they been playing? They're rolling people up to keep eight people in the box. Once he breaks the the line of scrimmage, there's no one left. There's nobody there. I hope they continue to play that way. Seals Grove as well hopes again big explosive run, and that's a team effort as if you'll ever hear. That offensive line opening that things up, the fullback coming through and blowing things up, and Tucker Teets doing the rest, covering 87 yards on one play. Tucker Teets taking it all 87 yards, becoming the all-time single-season rushing leader in Seals Grove history on the run. It comes with 527 to go here in the third. Return man takes it at the 12. Dances at the 22, still going, gets away from the defenders and some tackles, throwing guys off them, gets to midfield, still dancing around, and finally going to swarm over as he takes it into Seals Grove territory to the 44-yard line. Is that... This team's explosive. Seacrest on the return. Yeah. He's got quite a low center of gravity. I get the impression he wrestles. When you start seeing guys do that, it usually has a lot to do with their lower body and their balance. This is Loomis keeping it. Gets away from Miller and slides at the 40-yard line. He'll spot it down there after picking up four. It'll be a second down and six for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Defensively, they got to get back to their edge now. Loomis, quick throw out here to Samar. Makes Teets miss. The tackle by... 
Lewis on the stop that time for the Seals Grove Seals after Keats was unable to get to him. Aiden Lewis from his right defensive end position. It's third and one. Third down and one. Shotgun for Loomis. Gets it alone back in the backfield. That's Elijah Jordan as he's able to get the first down, take it to the 32-yard line. First down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs now as they try to answer the Seals Grove touchdown. The Seals just simply got to tackle better. They're, they're, they've got guys to the play. First half they were making them. Second half they're not making them. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Loomis looking to his right. Got some time. Rolling to his right. Going to be under pressure. It's going to take off and run. He's got a man beyond the defense. Makes the catch of the end zone. Touchdown. As Loomis is able to find his open man beyond the defense. And it's a touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's unfortunate. Whitman making the catch for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs beyond the defense. I think, was that Hicks that was 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 so back that there? That was Bastion back there or Hicks that was on the coverage. They're going for it. Going for two. Going for two here with the trips to the right. Loomis is rolling to the right. Pitches it out for Seacrest. Seacrest is going to be hit and blown out of bounds. I think it was Guy Pell back there, maybe on the coverage that time, as Loomis had all day, and nothing harder on defensive back to try to defend a receiver when a quarterback has that much time. So an answer, 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 this time by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They go for two, unable to get the two to make it a 13 game with 4.02 to go here in the third. That, that, was, uh, that was young Teets. That's who that was, 11. Unfortunately, he's been he's been hampered with an ankle. As the Jersey Shore Bulldogs get on the board. This one, a four-play drive, covering 44 yards. Took a minute and nine seconds as Loomis is able to find Whitman for the touchdown for the Bulldogs. And it Comes on a 32-yard touchdown reception by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. All happened with 4.02 to go here in the third. The extra point, again, a two-point conversion, no good. Seals Grove still leading 37-19. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. He's back deep again. He's got to move up. I wish I could... Teets is standing at his 11-yard line waiting for this kick. They haven't kicked it past the 20. Yeah, the last time it bounced about the 24-yard line. Get and him up. Move him up. Had to roll up to Teets. As Brody Hurd's going to tee it up here. Teets is starting to creep up. He's now at the 20-yard line, and the kick is away. It's a swift kick, and Tucker Teets is going to get it at the 27. Gets a devastating block. Takes it up the right sideline. Gets another block and then driven out of bounds. Eliza Jordan pushes him out of bounds. But they do what you said. Teach did come up late. Still had to pick it up and go. But he was able to give Seals Grove great field position out to the 47-yard line. It's a good return. Again, Whitman's 32-yard touchdown reception. Four-play drive covering 44 yards. Took a minute and nine seconds. Two-point conversion, no good. Seals Grove leading 37-19. That's the Seals Grove forward. Drive summary. Continue to look for candidates for the Smokin' Health Center 
backbreaker play of the game, and we'll announce the backbreaker play of the game during our postgame show. Pastore walks up behind center, nine seconds on the play clock. Takes the snap, give it to Teets. Teets standing in the backfield, hit by Seacrest, goes down, one-yard pickup, second down at nine. Again, they, Jersey Shore has not changed their defense one bit. The only thing they're doing is rolling the safety one side or the other, and it looks like they're following Bastion with that. That's leaving Hicks, Caleb Hicks, this side, and see where the safety is? He's to the right, over the top of Bastion. Give it to Teets again. Teets runs over a tackle, and it's going to be blown back once he gets into Jersey Shore territory as he's able to take it just short of the 46-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and about four for the Seals Grove Seals to keep the chains moving. Big play right here. Big, big play. Clock at three minutes before we get this one going. Wide receivers to each side. Pass story in no hurry. Play clock at 15. Looks to the sidelines. Calls out last-minute signals. Audible here. Pass story's going to drop back. A slant. Looking for Hicks. And it's going to be batted down at the line of scrimmage. Fourth down. And St. Carter Young out to try to pin the Jersey Shore Bulldogs deeper in their own territory. And the way that Jersey Shore scored on that last possession, I don't think any lead is uh, feels secure. You're exactly right. You're exactly right, Pat. They've got to keep the hammer down. Looking for a good snap here for Carter Young. Two guys back deep for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Kick is away. Good punt. Nice and high. Return man takes it to 15. Hit it to 20. Taken down there to the 20-yard line. Coming here to the sideline. We're going to get a number because the initial guy down there was that Bettel on the stop initially, and it was as he makes his way to the sidelines here. Long snapper. The Jersey Shore is going to take over. Colin Melhorn is going to be late getting out onto the field. He'll start over the center. Studer's the corner here on the right as the trip is to the left of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Loomis, quick throw this time. Gets it out to the flat. Making the catch as the receiver. Dances, making a couple guys miss. Picks up two yards, second down and eight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yeah, again, there's bodies there. They just got to make the play. They got to do a better job tackling these guys. They like to dance, which, I mean, they've got great wiggle, these, these Jersey Shore guys running the football. And hand it off this time. Go to Seacrest. Seacrest is going to be hit, taken down. Guy coming from the middle and from the outside. Guy Pell helped out by Gavison making the stop. Short of a first down, it'll be a third down and a long one for the Bulldogs. 155 to go here in the third. Going to give it to Seacrest. Caught from behind, but he's going to pick up a first down as he takes it to the 32-yard line. Seals leading 37-19 late here in the third quarter. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Quick throw this time out Same to Samar. Blocked in the back, but no call on the there, and Guypel makes the stop. Pick up a one, second and nine. It's coming back. The same exact play they did the last time. But they're going again. They're they're flipping the field, right? They're yep. they're going one side quickly to the other side. And Sweeley's in the slot. That's where they're going. They're going to the right. 
Loomis, a lot of time. Asking his receiver to go deep. He's going to be hit. Deep no throw. Way. Man beyond the defense is Sweetly. And in and out of his hands. Come on, defensive backs. They're stopping their feet. Come on, guys. Lewis was putting the pressure on Loomis and almost got to him. But, boy, Sweetly was beyond the defense once again. The connection just was not made. Third down here. Third and nine. Short nine for the Bulldogs. They're going to line up on the left hash. Got to contain them to the field here. Defenders. Ah! Melhorn jumped in the middle there. This will be a five-yard walk-off. Oh, they motion. Oh. It was against, against <laughs> Jersey Shore. I I'm with you. I thought it was offside. I retract my previous statement. The 307-pound nose tackle did not jump offside until he was baited. So it's a walk-off against the Bulldogs to put the ball at the 30-yard line. Third down and long. Loomis rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. Man beyond the defense again. In and out of the receiver's hands. That was Whitman. I, I don't understand why these defensive back, these these safeties for the Seals, are underneath receivers. You've got to stay deeper than the deepest man. And there's seven guys in the coverage. I know Coach Coach Kaiser's throwing his hands up here, but and it's every single one of them. The 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 offensive guys running. They're stopping. 105 after that incomplete pass left on the third quarter clock. 37-19 lead. Hers get away, get, get away, get away. And it's going to bounce, take a good roll. Teet's going to come up and take it off the turf. He's going to step out of bounds at the 40-yard line. And Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 after the defensive stop. Leading 37-19 late here in the third quarter. 55 seconds to go. The end of the third. Big series here for the Seals. They need to control the clock here, move these chains, keep that offense for Jersey Shore that woke up, keep them on the sideline. Almost like we, our play woke them up as Loomis is finding receivers deep over the middle, but Seals group defense comes up big on that possession. One-on-one, Hicks far to the right. Pastore's going to turn, give it to Teets. Teets shakes the defender in the backfield. First beyond the 45, out to the 46-yard line. Pick up a four-second down, or pick up a six-second down and four. Six, and he's got a great forward lean. He kept his feet moving. 36 seconds. They do need to run one more play here in the third quarter before we move to the fourth quarter in this District 4, 4A title game between the Seals and the Bulldogs. Okay, they're 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 back with no safety help. Pastore under center, taking the snap. Give it to Miller. Miller's pulling defenders to midfield and more. Picks up a first down for the Seals, and that'll be the final play of the uh, third they, quarter. They should run the clock. As yep. the Seals Grove Seals lead going into the fourth quarter, and the ball as they move into Jersey Shore territory, 37 to 19. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. 
Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Why is Bowen Agency Realtors at the top of their game? We have an in-house training coordinator, broker support, and fully staffed offices where our award-winning team gets the best training and access to education that provides the highest level of service. Christine Horton and Heidi Dunnigan bring their all-hustle, no-hassle service to the Susquehanna Valley along with the rest of the Bowen team. Huddle up with them and get ready to score your next real estate victory. Bowen Agency Realtors in Lewisburg, Sunbury, and Sealands Grove. Coming or going, trust the talent at Bowen. Nobody ever says, I really like my house hot and stuffy in the summer and cold and clammy in the winter. So if you're having these same problems, you can do something about it. Call Jet Residential Services, LLC, in Sealands Grove at 570-898-4556 and you'll be climate happy in no time. They take your needs seriously with all your heating and cooling needs. Their pros are top-notch installing your new system efficiently. If your current heating or cooling systems are on the fritz, Jet Residential Services can help there, too, with their expert repairs. So be comfy with Jet Residential Services, LLC, Seals Group. Call 570-898-4556 or find them on Facebook. Classic rock. Where does it play? On what radio station does it play? Eagle 107. We move into the fourth quarter. Pat O'Brien, Steve Briggs, Jack Showers, Rick Urban, our producer. As Seals Grove trying to close things out. But a lot of game to play here. They have it first down and 10 at the Jersey Shore 49-yard line. As Pastore's under center. Taking the snap. Fakes it to Teeth. Inside handoff to Miller. Miller bouncing off tackle. First down pickup as he takes it inside the 40. Dragging Elijah Jordan all the way to the 38-yard line for the first down pickup for the Seals. I don't know if that's a trap play or just a regular inside zone, but it's a fake toss, and then they came back. It was a nice mis- misdirection. That's the type of play that Seals don't n- typically do. They don't have a lot of misdirection in their offense. That's a great play. And Miller's tough. He, he's, he's a tough runner. And he's tough enough to pick up the first down to take the ball to the 39-yard line. Nine guys in the box. Give it to Teets. Teets squeezes through. Get up the sideline. Steps over man at the 30. Dragon defenders as he's driven out of bounds. See where the official marks him. It's going to be at the 23-yard line. First down. We haven't said it. I said it earlier. This offensive line is playing. This offensive line is playing one heck of a night. They've been doing it all year and continue to do it on the biggest stage here. As Tucker Teets has benefited from this offensive line, and he'll be the first one to acknowledge it. And the fullbacks and the tight end. Pastore under center. Blitz coming. Give it to Teets again. Teets is going to be tackled after gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. It'll be a second down and 10 with 11-10 and a running clock here in the ballgame. Not going to be any hurry here. They are in young territory if they needed that. You talk about that offensive line. Peters, Melhorn, Smith, Meneer, Deal, the tight end, Andrew Sassamans, the fullbacks, Miller and Bullington have been doing it all year, and tonight's been no different for the Seals. Play clock at 8. Pastore takes the snap. Give it to Teeth between a big hole. 
Dragon defender still going to the 10. And finally, First looks like they'll mark him down about the 10 yard line. Nope, the 11 yard line. But they will move the chains. As Dave Hess would say, cross lines, move chains, win championships. And that's what Seattle's Grove's looking to do here. Tucker Teets, he wants the ball. He says, Feed me the ball, baby. <laughs> Feed me the ball. And he's done it differently here tonight. He's done it with brute strength. As he's been able to drag defenders, he's relied on his speed and able to outrun defenders tonight. He's added to the mix of the strength from your senior running back, Tucker Teets. Play clock at 7. Pastore takes the snap. Give it to Miller. He goes with the Miller mixer, but the Miller mixer comes to a stop at the 11-yard line. Back to the the line of scrimmage. It's now second and 10. Yeah, I thought he gained a yard, but it wasn't. They didn't give him any there on that run. Okay, what they should be doing, though, they should be at the line of scrimmage and and slowing up. The the, the play clock's down at 17 now. Coming up. Okay, on hustle up, guys. Hustle up, clock. guys. Wide receivers to each side. Ball sits to the 11-yard line in Jersey Shore territory. Hurry Three, up. two, one. And they're going to say he got it off. It goes to Tucker Teets. Tucker Teets at the 10. Gets tackled, tripped up at the 5. Boy, I'm surprised they didn't call up the delay game there. It looked like the clock was at 0 0. They're, they're the taking too much time. They're taking too much. they got to get to the line of scrimmage, then get the play. They're standing back. Everybody's looking and letting the clock run down. Get up there, guys. That's why you almost lost it. They're not listening to me, Pat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why not. They should be. After 27 years ahead, man, at Susquehanna. All-time leader in wins. See, he's... Mark, we're at five. Mark, come on. Look You're at, at the, the five. Again. What are you doing? Got to call timeout. Yeah, I, I don't understand what they're doing here, guys. I mean, the, the, the concept is fine. You want to run down the clock, though, but like you're saying, let's yeah, get up. Get and up to the line it. of scrimmage, yeah. and then you do that. Because then Pastore then took another look to the sidelines, and that was with three seconds on the play clock. So the forced to take a timeout here. Give us a chance to take a look at some other scores. First of all, our Blaze Alexander Ford built for tough game of the week. Southern Columbia beats Mount Carmel 43 to nothing. That's a final. Other updated scores: Loyal Sock leading Warrior Run 35-13. That's in the fourth. Troy all over Lime Mountain actually win that one. 44 nothing over Lime Mountain. Danville leading Lewisburg 35-3. That's in the fourth quarter. Muncie all over Northwest 29-nothing in the third. And South Williamsport leading Canton 24-18. Some updated scores outside of the Seals Grove area. We call it our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Here, Seals Grove leading this one 37-19. They have it at the Jersey Shore five-yard line. They had to take a timeout there on this third down and four call. They can get a first down, it looks like. It looks like they can get the first down at the one, they have a, possibly. They have a slant to Caleb Hicks if they wanted to here. Nope, they're going to give it to Teets. Nope, they're looking to the right. Got a man wide open at the goal line. Is that the tight end? Sassman making the catch. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Because when Sassman touches the ball, something great happens. <laughs> That's true. Uh, isn't that amazing? Nice call. Nice call. Coach Ferrero was setting something up. 
Touchdown there. Add another person into the scoring column for the Sealands Grove Seals as Carter Young is going to come on to attempt the extra point off the pedal snap and the Gavison hold. Good snap that time. The kick is up, plenty of distance, and Young got knocked to the turf. No flag there as he gets held back up, but the Sealands Grove Seal increased their lead with 8.30 to go in the ballgame, 44-19 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. There's a lot of Jersey Shore folks that are leaving the stadium. Not used to seeing that. Not used to seeing that. They were going for their sixth consecutive district championship. Seals Grove trying to get their first since 2017, and they're well on their way. But there is a lot of time, 8.30 to go in the (laughs) ballgame. That's right. These guys can score quickly. As we've seen in that third quarter, but Seals Grove runs off a nine-play drive covering 60 yards, took four minutes and 25 seconds, finished off by Pastore's 19th passing touchdown of the season as he's able to find Sassaman for the score. Sassaman makes it back-to-back games with a touchdown and increasing the lead after the extra point good for the Seals Grove Seals to 44-19 to over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Carter Young will tee this one up. Now, he has not kicked it out of the end zone. That, that kick, he's actually that's, that's been kicking strategy, it short. It? He's kicking it short. I, I don't know if they want the height to get coverage, but he can put this in the end zone, as we know. He's at 25 of them all season long, but these have been coming up short. I mean, well short, about the six, seven-yard line. But Seals Grove's kickoff coverage team getting a lot of work out here tonight and have done a good job for the most part against these returns. Hardy Young gets everyone lined up here, got it teed up, and he'll approach it here. Two return guys standing at the two. Kick this one away. Better. Going off to the left. Takes a bounce, hit the return man at the one. Now trying to reverse the field is her. But he's going to be hit at the fifth. Logan Dressler. the turf. Nice coverage. Balls on the 16-yard line. Really good coverage there by by Logan. Again, a nine-play drive covering 60 yards. Extra point good. 44-19 lead for the Seals. That's the Seals go forward. Drive summary. Well, Pat, the ball's going to be in the air, right? They've got to they've got to be able to to defend the pass, and there it is. Quick throw this time out to Tyson, making the catch inbounds as he'll fall to 20-yard line. Well covered that time. Looks like a three-yard gain, possibly. So it'll be a second down in seven after the three-yard pickup. Shotgun for Loomis. Looking, throws it back over to the Seals' sidelines, and it's going to be incomplete. And it'll be a third down play here. Third down and six with 7.59 to go in the ballgame. Seals Grove leading 44-19. to Looking at offensive numbers following that last possession. Mark Pastore, 9 for 14, 174 yards and four touchdowns. Loomis drops back. Plenty of time. Now he's going to take off and run. Being chased by Mitchell. Does get rid of it. Catch is made on the Jersey Shore sidelines. Well, he was close to the line of scrimmage when he threw that. 
Absolutely. Does get rid of it. The catch is made. First down pickup by Eliza Jordan. They say keep the clock running. Didn't get out of bounds after the first down pickup. Out to the 31-yard line for the Bulldogs. Man goes in motion. Going to be handoff. That's going to go to Eliza Jordan. He's going to be hit. Shaking defenders into Seals Grove territory. Two guys to beat. will be slammed to the turf at the 37-yard line as Gavin Bastion will make the stop. Come on, defense. I think they're gassed. Sometimes Hicks will, as you do in basketball, when the momentum's going one way, sometimes he'll take a timeout. Loomis rolling to his left. Look it. Now he's going back to the right. Plenty of time. Still look it. Going to get rid of it. Back across the green, and it's going to fall incomplete. They got to get more pressure than two guys. I think I think the coaches got to get new people in there. They subbed. The defense should be able to sub. The guys are just tired. It's this up tempo offense just takes a toll, especially on the defensive linemen. Tucker Teets on the night, 27 carries, 277 yards and a touchdown. As Loomis is going to roll to his right, look, it gets rid of it. Nope, short arm. Did not get it to Sweezley, the intended receiver on that one. Falls incomplete. It'll be a third down and 10. Bastion on the night, six catches, 159 yards and three touchdowns. They're definitely playing a coverage look here, but but the quarterback's breaking containment. They're only rushing three people. Loomis looks it again. Over the middle. He's got a man. Sweezley in and out of his hands as he was hit after he attempted to make the catch by Gavison, and it will fall incomplete. So it's going to be a fourth down Fourth play. down here for the Bulldogs. Fourth down and 10 for the Bulldogs. 7.02 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 44 to 19. Trying to win their first District 4 championship since 2017. Loomis again, lots of time. Looking to the sideline and well out of bounds. And that will be incomplete. Turnover on downs. Back to the Seals Grove Seals. That was big. That was big because it took three minutes off the clock. And now they have the ball again close to mid. What's the ball on the 39-yard uh, line? 39-yard so. line. Start this possession. Okay, now now they have to get organized with this clock situation here. Looks like they're huddling. Mark Pastore gets the call from Coach Ferrara here on the sidelines. C.J. Curry giving some signals. But get up and get to the line. Caleb Hicks here on the sidelines. That puts Studer far to the right, Bastion to the left. Ten seconds on the play clock. Under center is Pastore. Give it to Teets. Teach through the first line of defense and it's going to be stopped at the 44-yard line. Five-yard gain. Five-yard pickup, second and five. Okay. Caleb Hicks back into the game. Studer comes to the sidelines. Tucker Teach trying to shake out a shot to the... Manhood. Manhood. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> it's being politically correct. Well, he's a man, and this is his hood. Trying to go over 300 yards rushing with Tucker Teets if he got another big run here. Pastore under center, second down and five. Give it to Teets. Dances in the backfield, nothing there. 
Maybe back to the original line of scrimmage, half-yard loss, maybe. It'll be a third down and a long five for the Seals. Six minutes to go in the ball game. We're going to see Coach Gravish start using some timeouts here, I, I presume. Well, the clock is winding. Play clock at 25. Game clock at 5.50. Pastore gets the call in a huddle here. 15 seconds on the play clock. Come on, hustle up. Got to break the huddle here. You don't want to be Clock's in. Clock's already at ten. You don't want to be in a situation where you're losing because of losing yardage because of penalty. Pastore under center, taking a snap. Give it to Teets again. Teets break it out of the hole. Got a first down and more. It's going to hit by Eliza Jordan as he takes it to the Jersey Shore 40-yard line. Another first down pickup for the senior runner back Tucker Teets. It looks like they're giving on. He doesn't want to come out. Rice came in for him. He said, nope, I want to play. This might be my last home game. Rice had been out for a couple games, was told to go in, but uh, senior leadership and senior superiority says, "Uh uh-uh. Go back to the sideline. Brett Rice. Play clock is at five. Pastore under center. Gets the snap. Give it to the fullback. That's Miller. Miller does his Miller mixer as he's able to pick up positive yards. He got three. You know, if he gets three yards, Pat, they can't stop him. And that's exactly what he got there to make it a second down and seven. Clock's getting under five minutes. I'm very surprised that Coach Gravis hasn't tried to stop this clock. With the explosive offense that they have. Stick around after the ball game. We'll have an Eagle 107 postgame show for you. As soon as this game goes 0-0-0. Wide receivers to each side. Second down and long for the Seals. Look at the slant. Give it to Teets. Teets breaks out. He's got a first down inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line for Tucker Teets. With that run, it takes it to 4.30 and a running clock here in the ball game. Seals Grove trying to secure their first District 4 championship game since 2017. The 2017 team led by Logan Leiby. Quarterback for the Seals. Assistant coach at Chickalemi. Yes, he is. Play clock at five once again. Getting the snap, give it to the fullback. Ethan Miller trying to stretch it to the 20-yard line. Not going to get there. It'll be at the 21-yard line. It'll be a second down and nine. Guys, I think we're going to the Lehigh Valley next week. That's what I've heard. We're going to get the winner of the Allentown Central Catholic, Bethlehem Catholic. The quarterback coach at Allentown Central Catholic is Jimmy Flipovitz, one of the quarterbacks I had back in the early 90s. Things wrap up the way. We'll see who we play, but they don't play till tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I formation behind Pastore. Give it to Teets again. There's a flag on the play. Could be offsides. And Teets dragging defenders close to the first down marker. He'll get to the marker, but it's a matter of a call here. See if we can take some updated scores and some a lot of games going final here. As Seals Grove leading this one 44-19 with 3.15 to go. In the game, Danville leading Lewisburg 42-3. Loyal Stock all over Warrior Run, and that's a final 41-13. 
Troy shut out Lime Mountain, 44 nothing. Southern got a shutout as well against the Red Tornadoes as they put up 43 in a 43 nothing win. And Muncie leading Northwest, 29 nothing. South Williamsport leading Canton or beat Canton, 24 to 18. There was a procedure penalty that knocked the Seals back, so it's second and 15. Play clock at seven. At five, give it to Teets. Dances in the backfield, falls forward close to the 22-yard line. Trying to get back to where this possession started. This will be a third down and a long 10 for the Seals. 2.35 to go in the District 4-4A title game. Seals Grove in command, 44-19. Seals slowly walk up to the line of scrimmage. 15 seconds on the play clock. Under center's pass story. Gives it a fullback once again. Great push. Is able to take it inside the 20. Down to the 19-yard line. Nope, they're actually going to mark them at about the 20-yard line. Right on the 20, I believe. So it's going to be fourth down and eight. Fourth down and seven. But the clock's under two minutes. I wonder if they'll take a, let it wind all the way down and take a timeout here. Wouldn't mind seeing Carter Young get another chance to kick a field That's right. Always can never get it. enough points against this team. But they're going to keep the offense out there. 145 and counting here on the game clock. Pastore takes the snap, give it to Teets. Teets breaks it to the outside. Got a first down inside the 10, down close to the seven yard line. Game over. And that's game over for the Seals Grove Seals. Tartik's picking up the first down. Clock is running with 1.30 to go. And Seals Grove Seals will go into the best formation in football as long as you're on the offensive side making the call. Tucker Teets is tired. He's going to sleep well tonight. They go into victory formation, do the Seals. They're going to reset the play clock at 25. So next play doesn't have to run until this is under a minute to go. Seals Grove, the number one team according to WBRE, and they were number two behind Jersey Shore and WNEP. Seals Grove looking to secure the number one spot on both sides, WBRE and WNEP, as they take a kneel here. Not the run. What One a game. More play. What a dominating win for this football team. In perfect time going into state tournament. As Georgia Shore is lining up at midfield, getting ready for traditional handshake here. As they will have to run one more play. Coach Derek Hicks and his coaching staff starting the celebration here on the near side. The stop is there. Pastore takes it down, kneel down, and that's it. The Seals Grove Seals are the District 4 4A champions as they upend the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 44 to 19. Ethan Miller goes over, gives a congratulatory handshake to some of the Jersey Shore players on a great season as they get their first loss on the season as they'll fall to. 10, 1, and 1 as the Seals Grove Seals will stay undefeated at 11, 0, and 1 as teams will meet at midfield for the traditional handshake.
showing some first first class there. What a battle. Two of the best teams in District 4, if not across the state. Good one here tonight as the Seals Grove Seals come on the winning end of this one. And they win 44-19 as Tucker Teets and Gavin Bass are going to be interviewed by the TV. And why wouldn't you interview those two? What a night for the Seals Grove Seals as they win this one here. Don't go anywhere. We'll come back. We'll have the Eagle 107 postgame show for you. We'll get stats from our stat man. Also analysis of this game by... Our coach of the booth, Steve Briggs, and some updated scores, all part of our postgame show. Seals Grove wins this one, 44-19. The Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's game time, and Buffalo Wild Wings has everything you need. Take out food for a watch party at home, or stop in and stay for that welcoming neighborhood atmosphere with front row seats for everyone. Watch your favorite game at B-Dubs, and you'll get in the spirit for sure. Buffalo Wild Wings in Seals Grove, your go-to place for sports, fun, and great food. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at blazealexanderford.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag service humbles worth your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummels Wharf. State and service fees apply. It's New Ornament Day at Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm. There's no holiday for that. There is for me, because you can never have too many ornaments. There are no unused branches on my tree. They have an ornament for every occasion or reason that you can think of. We might even need two trees. Oh, maybe even a bigger tree. That's a great idea. Don't you know sarcasm when you hear it? Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road, Milton. Find us on Facebook or colesstonyhill.com. Eagle107.com. It's time for the Seals postgame show. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. Welcome back to Harold L. Bolick Memorial Field, where we just witnessed the Seals Grove Seals win the District 4 4A title by beating the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 44 to 19. And this is how it happened. Seals Grove got on the board first. It was a Gavin Bastion 41-yard touchdown reception from Mark Pastore. They came with 3.34 to go in the first quarter. Three-play drive covering 54 yards. Took just one minute. And Seals Grove led 7-0. Bastion would come back. He would be a recipient of a 31-yard touchdown reception from Mark Pastore. As Pastore got his 17th passing touchdown of the season at that point as Gavin Bastian got his seventh receiving touchdown. Again, that comes from 31 yards out. That came with 1.15 to go in the first quarter. A six-play drive covering 59 yards, took 53 seconds. 
the extra point good, and Seelsgrove led 14-0. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. But Jersey Shore would get on the board. A four-yard touchdown run by Seacrest. That's his 21st rushing touchdown of the season. They came with 7.37 to go in the first half. Ten-play drive by the Bulldogs. They went for 67 yards, took two minutes and 39 seconds. The extra point good. And Jersey Shore Bulldogs cut into the lead at 14-7. Mark Pastore would get in the scoring column on a one-yard run with 6.15 to go in the first half. Six-play drive covering 65 yards. Took one minute and 13 seconds. The extra point no good, but Seals Grove led 20-7. And then Bastion get on the board again. This time a 39-yard touchdown reception, one of the most pretty... The reception you would see as Bastion went up and the defender got mossed as Mark Pastore pasteurized the defense, and it was a 39-yard touchdown reception with 48 seconds to go in the third quarter. That was a 12-play drive covering 82 yards, took 4 minutes and 34 seconds. Extra point good, and Seelands Grove up 20 on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 27-20. That would be the score at halftime. Seals Grove come out in the third quarter as Carter Young would get a 39-yard field goal with 8.22 to go in the third. A six-play drive covering 34 yards took three minutes and 29 seconds. And Seals Grove led 30-7. But Georgie Shore wouldn't go away. Seacrest gets his second rushing touchdown tonight from one yard out. That was a nine-play drive covering 82 yards. The extra point no good, and it was a 30-13 lead for the Seals Grove Seals, and that's with 5.46 to go in the third. But Seals Grove's Tucker Teets become the all-time single-season rushing leader in school history on an 87-yard touchdown run with 5.27 to go in the third quarter. One play drive, extra point good, and it was a 37-13 lead for the Seals. But Jersey Shore to get a long touchdown reception by Whitman from Loomis. That was with 4.02 to go in the third. Two-point conversion, no good. Seals Grove still led 37-19. That would be the score at the end of the third. And then Sassamy getting the scoring column on Pastore's fourth rushing or fourth passing touchdown of the night. This was 8.30 to go in the game. As we hear fans celebrating the Seals Grove Seals for their district title. And Sassaman would be recipient of a five-yard touchdown catch, increasingly to 44-19. That's the final score. Seals Grove Seals, the District 4, 4A champions, as they upend the Jersey Shore Bulldogs for the first time since 2017 with their 44-19 win. It's on to the states for the Seals Grove Seals. Amazing. Pat, so, so... We can spread the wealth everywhere, but number one going into this, I told everybody all week, I said, quarterback Pastore has to play, and and guys, he did. He stepped up in a big way. I'm so happy for him. Offensive line has to get an award, and the big award to Tucker Teach, right? I mean, th- this kid has carried him all year uh, to... Th- that says something in this program, in the history of this program, with the people that have played here, all different levels, and this kid is the, the number one running back that we've had in the program history. And hats off to the defense. Hats off to the coaching staff. The kicking game. 
almost flawless once again. I, it, that's why you win. And they're set up nicely uh, for next week's game. They really are. And, you know, I, it's been an honor to sit here and watch this this year. Just real happy. We've covered a lot here on Eagle 107. Record-setting performances starting back in 2009, a state championship, District 4 championships. We've seen all-time leading rushers, receivers alike. And Tucker Teeth adds his name to the long list of of legends here, but his career is not done as he able to get that 87-yard touchdown run to become, as you said, the single-season leading rusher in Seals history. Take a break as they're introducing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs on the far side as runner-up in the District 4, 4A championship here tonight. And then Seals Grove will get their medals here on the near side. We'll continue with the Eagle 107 post-game show. After this, this is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. Every season comes with a list of to-dos. That's why Service First Federal Credit Union offers everyday equity. With this unique home equity line of credit, pay tuition, plan vacation, kickoff remodeling projects, and much more. Everyday equity provides easy access to funds, low monthly payments, and the flexibility to lock in Service First great low rates on up to two segments of your line. Controlling your budget and accomplishing your goals just got easier. Apply today. Visit serviceone.org. At Service First, we're friends you can bank on. Membership requirements and restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Seals Grove Ford at the Bridge in Seals Grove. I'm in the quick lane right now with Logan Banner. And Logan, we know the word here, quick, does mean quick. Yes, Scott, here at the quick lane at Seals Grove Ford, we can either get you in today or even the next day. You're not going to be waiting two, three weeks to get that same day appointment in. One place, Seals Grove Ford at the Bridge in Seals Grove. It's the quick lane. Go, go, go to Seals Grove Ford. High school football season is here. Cheer for the Seals with us at the Seals Grove Dairy Queen. There's no better place to celebrate. We have your favorite eats and treats from burgers to blizzards. And don't forget our ice cream cakes. Seals Grove DQ Grill and Chill for the win. Go Seals. You can serve. You can protect. America needs criminal justice professionals now more than ever. And you can become one of them with an associate and or bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Lackawanna College Sunbury campus. Criminal justice is a growing field where you can make a difference as a police or correctional officer in private security, investigation, or with government agencies. So take the first step. Visit Lackawanna.edu. This is life-changing. This is Lackawanna College. Classic Rock. Classic Rock. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs. Is, again, Seals Grove comes away with the win here to win the District 4-4A title. First time since 2017. Looking at the numbers and impressive numbers they are for the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove comes away, Steve. This stat jumps off the screen. 24 first downs. We know that this team's been built around, and we've seen over the last couple years, around explosive plays, but nothing does better when you are able to get first downs. That means you're running clock, 
and you are keeping the Jersey Shore Bulldog team off of the field. And it's 24 first downs. We're going to take a minute and listen to the announcements of the players getting their medals. Number three, Tucker Teets. Number four, Caleb Hicks. Number five, Logan Dressler. Number six, Andrew Roy Sassaman. Number seven, Brett Price. Number eight, Mark Pastore. Number nine, Andrew Martinez. Number 10, Caleb Guypel. Number 11, Wyatt Keats. Number 12, Luke Smith. Number 15, Mason Vasquez. Number 16, Jacob Fettel. Number 18, Rocco Amato. Number 21, Tyler Rule. Number 22, Carlos Studer. Number 23, Connor Kandorski. Number 24, Julian Torres. Number 25, Declan Abrams. Steve, as they continue to go through all the announcements, everyone getting their gold medals. Take a look at the rest of the numbers here for the ball game again. Seals Grove Seals 24 first down, Sturgis Shore 13 in the rushing department. Seals Grove comes away with 336 rushing yards. Holding Jersey Shore to 106 rushing yards. In the passing department, Seals Grove Seals 174 yards passing. Jersey Shore 221 yards passing. So total yards on the night. Seals Grove goes over 500 yards of offense, 510, while the Jersey Shore Bulldogs held to 327. Bulldogs came in tonight averaging 400 yards plus seals grove holds them to 327 penalties a problem for both teams seals grove comes away with nine penalties for 82 yards jersey shore bulldogs with six penalties for 35 yards seals grove wins the turnover battle as seals grove had the one fumble jersey shore had a fumble and an interception and again tucker teats breaking the single season rushing record as he surpassed javon bats but I, I have to go back and look at all 24 first downs, and to do it on the stage against this Jersey Shore team says a lot about this offensive line and a lot about this offensive attack of the Seals. I think I think that's the key to from day one is the the front offensive line and the defensive front. Um, they took over tonight uh, against a quality opponent. We can say that about Telvel and all the right down the line, but hats off to them. Look at individual numbers. First for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs quarterback, Loomis, 21 for 36, 221 yards, touchdown, one interception. Tyson had seven catches for 59 yards. Samar, four catches for 43 yards. Whitman had a touchdown. That was the lone catch on the night. Sweezley had two catches for 34 yards. Elijah Jordan had five catches for 35 yards. Seacrest, two 
for 36 yards. In the rushing department, Seacrest, 14 carries, 60 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Eliza Jordan, six carries, 26 yards. And Loomis carried the ball six times for 22 yards. For the Seals Grove Seals, in the rushing department, Tucker Teets, 33 carries, 279 yards and a touchdown. Ethan Miller, 13 carries for 67 yards. Bullington had a carry for two. Pastore had six carries, including a touchdown run for your senior quarterback. Down the passing department, Mark Pastore, 9 for 14, 174 yards and four touchdowns. He had nine completions, four of them going for touchdown. And Bastion, the big night in the receiving department, six catches, 159 yards and three touchdowns. Teets, two catches and 11 yards. And Andrew Sassman, every time I touch the ball, something good happens. Had the touchdown on one reception. What a call it was. But, boy, when you look at those numbers, we talked about we needed balance. Seals Grove gets it in the latter part of the season, and it was on display tonight. Everything we've said. Going into the game, what needed to happen, happened. They've they've steadily gotten better each, each and every week. That's a mark of a great team, great program. Hats off. District champions. District champions, the Seals Grove Seals. And again, their opponent next week will be determined after the game tomorrow, Allentown Central Catholic and Becca. So they'll be keeping a close eye on that one. But tonight, it's about celebrating the Sealers Grove Seals getting a victory over the Jersey Shore Bulldog. Your Sealers Grove Seals on their 2023 District 4 4A champions. As the team gathered around, Derek kicks celebrating in front of the crowd here and what a night it was great crowd great celebration as we wrap up the eagle 107 post game show we'll be there wherever they're going to send us we'll be there whether it's saturday friday and whoever the opponent is the district four champions from 4a seals grove seals will make the trip there so join us on eagle 107 with the pregame starting at six Derek hicks pregame show at 6 30 followed by the kickoff at seven all right here on your home for Seals Grove football, Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, Steve Briggs, my partner, Rick Erdman, our producer, this is Pat O'Brien saying thank you for joining us for Seals Grove football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Thanks for listening to Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. Coverage of next week's game begins at 6 p.m. Friday night. Seals football is a production of Eagle 107. We're playing rock and roll in blocks. Let's begin. Here comes another hour of the block party weekend. Now? Yes. Now. On Eagle 107. W-E-G-H. Northumberland Sealands Grove.